0: Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's
1: for you. Hey, we're back. Look at that. So, Spencer, we have two big headlines from two of the biggest tech companies in the United States. That is Apple and Netflix. Let's go ahead and start with Apple. So you guys have probably seen by now that Apple announced yesterday... Um, gave us a little bit more color on their plans for an Apple car. Um, I believe T- T- uh, Tim cook CEO said it's not a matter of when, um, or not a matter of if, but when, uh, so, th- so they're making their internal timeline. I think by 2024, they hope to have a, a fully electric Apple car on the roads.
2: Yeah. Here, look at all of these. Oh, I have to, st- my screen share is being buggy again. Look at all these headlines we have from Apple, uh, yesterday, uh, or in the last 24 hours. Boom. This is from Benzing and Pro. Look, just look at all these headlines. Thank you, Trade Money. Um, There's so much Apple stuff going on. And it really all comes down to the car, right? If you've been following the story, you know that the Apple car codenamed Project Titan has been in the works for like a while. But they don't talk about it. They almost never talk about it. And Yesterday, they did something that they never do. They actually talked about it. And they said, yeah, 2025, I think is what they said, right? 4 years 2024 2025 yeah 2025 and i think for what for a fully autonomous electric vehicle that doesn't even exist yet we don't even have that that's crazy
1: is is there a cooler name for a, a corporate project than project titan
2: no probably not oh uh, yeah the manhattan project well that that's wasn't not a...
1: corporate you're right that was governmental it's also not cooler than project titan
2: i mean we could
1: debate about that.
2: <laughs> uh, Project Titan's a pretty cool codename. They put the guy in charge of the Apple Watch in charge of Project Titan. So,
1: whoa, whoa, wait—the guy that's in charge of the Apple Watch is going to go from a watch to a car. He already has. I mean, wow. Talk about, I mean, here, I've got my watch right here. Let me just talk go. about career development. Yeah. And so I, I've been talking about the Apple trade all week. We've been waiting for this breakout that we're seeing. Um, obviously, this breakout is aided by the uh, Project Titan news, but I like the Apple trade before even the Project Titan just for the holiday catalyst. Uh, and, and I think, you know, when, when we have a situation like this where there are supply chain issues and, and all this going into holiday season when people will be shopping on Black Friday. Um, to me, Spencer, that's an opportunity for the companies that are, are the furthest ahead um, to to get even further ahead, right? I trust Apple's ability to yeah. have products to have those supply chain issues kind of figured out more so than maybe some some companies that aren't as developed as Apple is. So we saw this um, on the onset of the COVID nineteen pandemic that the airlines that were in better positions. So. I uh, did a lot better than the other airlines at the time. So I, I, I see something similar coming with Apple um, through the holiday season. The question is, is, is that already priced in? Is a great holiday season for Apple already priced in at the at the current all time highs um, for the stock price? So we're seeing it at one sixty right now. I don't think so. Can I tell
2: you why? I, think I don't think that. OK, because Apple already came out and tried to lower expectations. They came out and there was uh, their last earnings report. No, actually, you can see it on the chart. I'm pretty sure uh, all of that. And yeah, it was early September is when they said, hey, like, just FYI, everyone, this chip shortage is really going to affect us. We're not going to be able to uh, chip as many iPhones as we thought. Um, and they, reiter- they reiterated that on their earnings call uh, about a month ago. Um, and they already tried to lower the bar. And so even though we're at all time highs here, I don't think the market is fully appreciative of uh, a potentially strong holiday season. I think the move we've seen in the last couple of days can be traced to a couple of reasons. It can be traced to the Apple car. It can be traced to like just technicals, right? We broke out over the all-time high um, of uh, 157, right? We broke above that. But I don't think the market appreciates what a potentially good holiday season would do for Apple.
1: Got it. So uh, essentially, you're saying that a, a really good holiday season could come as a surprise um, for investors. I don't know. We'll see.
2: Wait, what do you think about Christian's to- uh, comment here? They we they shouldn't call it Project Titan. They should call it Carpool. Carpool. Ca- apple. Ca- what about the iCar? Is that too? I- is that too cliche? Is the iCar too cliche? Is that too on brand? I don't know. I mean, we have the iPod, the the iPhone, the iPad, the iMac. Is this an what is this Apple Watch or iWatch? I don't know what it's called. Whatever it's Apple Watch. Thank you. That's Rohan. the one that's like off brand. What the iWatch is off brand?
0: Well, no, everything else is i this, and then Apple Watch when they oh. launched it, everyone thought it was going to be iWatch, and
1: they're like, nope, it's the Apple Watch.
2: Oh, thanks, Rohan and Mister Nodal in the background. I appreciate that. Um Apple mobile. Shelly says that's like two, two that's 2005. I, I I'm afraid Apple mobile, uh, any tech questions will save for Rohan. He knows all, um, what else was I going to say about Apple? Oh yeah. At this point, it's not really a question of like, of, of, of Apple. It's really the, the true game in town is trying to figure out who they're going to partner with. Right. Cause they have to partner with someone to make this car. Is it going to be like a Volkswagen? Is it going to be like, a uh, I don't know a a Mercedes. Um, so they're going to have to partner with an automaker, and I bet you if you look at the chart of Volkswagen, and they they do trade in the U.S. The ticker is VWAGY. V no you wish V-L-K-A, VLKAY or AF AF. It's not very active, but it does trade over the counter.
1: And my wait, what do I chart is not even. I have V-Waggy. Is that not
2: Volkswagen? Uh, no, that that also is there's more, there's like five tickers, so okay, yeah, VWAGGY worked for me, okay. Um, you actually see like a random gap up yesterday. This is a daily chart again, not a very actively traded stock in the US, but yeah, someone
1: like... in the chat saying re automotive REE was a, a rumored potential partner. Wow, re's actually spiking up right now. I wonder if, uh, it's definitely why
2: that's that's hundred percent it
1: we'll have to get re on the show i think i'm gonna make that happen sometime next week or the week after and we'll just ask them point blank hey have have there been any discussions with apple um and and we'll get to the bottom of it for you guys chat um so yeah let us know you you know we're talking about uh the the title for today's show is will the apple car be a problem for elon musk oh uh, yeah some other people in the chat uh who was it someone said something about Polestar. Um, Tiger Woods, actually Tiger. Hope your recovery is going well. Uh, he's Tiger says that he thinks Polestar will be a problem for Elon Musk in 10 years.
2: What is that ticker again? I'm sorry. Um, it's GG something, GGPI,
1: GGPI. Yeah. But doesn't Volkswagen own part of Polestar?
2: Man, I keep, I can't keep these automakers straight. They all have investments in in everything.
1: I don't know. A Polestar is actually the first electric vehicle that I've ever driven. You drove this? Yeah. At Benzinga? Yeah. With Sandy? Uh, no. With uh with me. With Rohan. And Aaron. We went to Belle Isle. We got a clip of it somewhere. Is it public? Somewhere? The, the clip? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or is it just buried in Rohan's hard drive?
1: It might I actually don't know if AB made the cut on that video. <laughs> <laughs> I was kinda I was kind of scared. Rohan and Aaron are crazy drivers. Crazy good drivers. Crazy good drivers. Wait,
2: uh, happy says Volvo owns Polestar. It's a different Volvo. There's two Volvos. The Volvo
1: that that we all know. No, yeah, that's right. Volvo, not Volkswagen. Hey, hey, boys. No, but a it's a different
2: Volvo, is what I'm saying. It's not this the Volvo car automaker. What's up, it, Ron? Once once you're done
0: with Volvo, uh, let me know. We we have uh Anthony who's ready to come on. So whenever you want to bring him on, just.
2: Oh yeah, right. I, I didn't even mention that we have a guest in office. I should have mentioned that. I'm sorry, I
1: forgot. Wait, so no, Spencer, you're saying that the Volvo that owns Polestar is not the car maker Volvo? They don't, they don't own it.
2: Uh, they invested in it. And yes, that's what I'm saying. There's two Vol there's two car companies called Volvo. It's confusing.
1: But the, I, the Volvo car maker is the one that's invested in Polestar. It's gotta be, right? They're both I'm saying there's two car makers called Volvo. It's not the one that
2: you
3: and
1: I have heard of. Are you sure? Someone fact checked. I went
2: through this like two nights
1: ago. I was trying to figure out the difference. All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah okay, come on. There's no way. All right, either way. Wait,
2: then, then wait, what am I thinking of then? Hold on. What ch- is
1: owned by Geely?
2: The chat's saying I'm wrong, but I swear I went through this like two nights ago. I don't know. You very, must have
1: done some bad research. It was very confusing. Um, so Spencer, the other headline out of, uh, major tech companies, whatever,
2: I, fine, we'll figure this out. You all win, whatever I'm giving up, whatever. Sorry.
1: Uh, we were going to talk about the Netflix news. So Netflix recently uh, announced that it was going to start, um, releasing the data of its most watched shows. Uh, can we go ahead and get that list pulled up? Spencer? Yeah, I,
2: I don't quite know when they started i think they're updating it every uh every week though so this is i think like every monday
1: so for for you know like you and i spencer grew up more so in the in the tv era as opposed to the streaming era and and we're used to getting um, Nielsen ratings for for shows, seeing how how many households in the U.S. essentially watch certain shows or sporting events, um, whatever it is, and, and that data was really important because that's what advertisers would use um, to determine where they would spend their money for commercials. Right? Um, what's absent from Netflix advertising? So Netflix really had no reason to ever disclose this data as far as what which shows are the most watched, how many hours people are watching these shows. Um, really, they had no obligation to, and Netflix was famously kind of hush-hush about a, a lot of, of their data of viewers for a very long time. And, and that's ending because Netflix is essentially saying a lot of this data is just too good not to show, right? And so they're basically saying to other streaming services, hey, look out how many hours our top show had watched. Why don't you guys release yours? Hulu, why don't you release your top watch? Because they know that they're so far ahead of the competition that they're basically throwing this out there as kind of a flex, saying, hey, <laughs> there's no reason for us to do this, right? We're not selling money to advertisers or anything. We're just showing how how far ahead of the curve we are um, and, and They're also kind of doing this in a way, I think, Spencer, to really on their own terms, try to set an industry standard, um, because obviously it'll look bad for other streaming services, whether that be Hulu, whether that be uh, Amazon, to not match Netflix's transparency. They're saying, "Hey, we're transparent. Why aren't you Amazon? Why aren't you Hulu?" Well, I think
2: uh, yes, you're right about the transparency, but I think they also just recently changed the metric, didn't they? They they used to, they never used to release hours watched. They used to, I thought it was a different metric. They used to like every so often. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I I thought they recently just changed it. Uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're going to focus on hours watched now." Regardless, it is a flex. Um, have you seen any of these? Movies or shows? Uh, oh no, I guess these are just movies. And as a reminder, this data is five days, is from last week. So we'll get new data this next week.
1: Wait, do they, do they have it for? Okay, so in that top bar, it says films. Go to shows real quick. I haven't seen any of these movies. I don't think. I haven't been here. Oh, what? All right, so this is English language TV shows from last week. So this this is how? Okay, it's English. Language. I was going to say this is how short our attention span is. Wait, and Squid games already out of. You you want to go non English?
2: Yeah, Squid Games is already,
1: <laughs> already <laughs> gone. It's like gone and passed. That's how short our attention span is. Oh, wait, that's is.
2: films. That's films.
1: No, it's not. That's This is TV, not English. There we go. Okay, there we go. I was going to say, there's no yeah. way Squid Game isn't on here in some... Nine weeks in the top ten. I still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Squid Game? No. It's on my list.
2: Shelly's saying I would like Arcane? Yeah, that was on... What was that? Was that Movies? Where did I see that? Was that films? Was that English films, or was that no? It was.
1: She said it's about League of Legends. Yeah, right there. Season one of Arcane.
2: Okay. Buying stock in Arcane, selling Squid Game because this is a topping event. I think. It's been, been, been out for oh,
1: oh. Have you? Do you watch the show Big Mouth? Uh, that's Nick curls show, yeah. right? No, pretty I, good show. I've seen some episodes. I haven't seen it.
2: All right, just I just started watching season five last last night, so. There you go. Uh, good stuff. Anyway. And wow, well, look
1: at you. You has three seasons or three seasons in the top 10. So 30% of the most watched TV shows on Netflix the past week were all you. Um, yeah. What was the comedy Joel liked? I have no, I have no idea. He
2: mentioned it and I didn't, even, I didn't hear what he said like three times. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to ask him about this. But, um, we're going to come back to this. Uh, I think this could be a, a recurring segment on the show. Right. Most watched movies and TV shows on Netflix.
1: Yeah. And like I said, we'll see if other streaming platforms kind of follow in tune. Um, But yeah, really to me, that's the biggest takeaway from this is Netflix is essentially just flexing their big muscles saying, Hey, look at me. I'm so, you know, much further ahead than all you competitors. Catch me if you can. Ha ha ha. Um, So, right. There's no, you know, there was no reason for Netflix to do this other than that. in My mind. Yeah.
2: Balls in your court, Apple, Hulu, HBO. Come on, HBO.
1: Oh, it was Ted. Ted Lasso was the one. Uh, no, was no, about. there
2: was another one. There was some comedian. It was really obscure though, and I don't remember it, and I don't want to say say the wrong thing. So, by the way, AB, have you do you know this that there, there's a there's a fruit fly like infestation in this office?
1: No, you didn't know that. They don't bother me. They don't bother you? No. There's one flying on me right now. I'm a man of bugs. You didn't really? I live among the bugs.
2: No, I swear there's a fruit fly infestation in this office. Okay, we have to bring on our first guest. I forgot to mention this at the top. He's in office, in studio right now. Anthony. What's up, man? Um, he's the CEO of Stong's Training. Let's bring Anthony on here. He's going to have to replace. Oh, you giving him a microphone? How's this going to work, Rohan? He can come sit up in my spot or Spencer's Should, he, should he just stand awkwardly between us? You can do that. Rohan's testing a new microphone. Right. Wait, wait. Where'd you to gonna, He's going to say, all right, cool. Come on up, man. What's up, guys? Wait, I don't know if the mic is on, Ron. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, just awkwardly. What's yes. Yes. This is going to work. This is going to work. If you can hear Anthony, put a one in the chat. Because I don't know if we, I can't hear him.
0: What's going on, Zinger Nation?
2: What's up? What's up? What's, right, what's up? up? What's up? <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> what's up zinger nation hey look at that we hear him again what's this going is, on this is going great um going, man? good man how you doing
0: <laughs> nice and cuddly.
2: yes super cozy here you, you can go back and forth between our mics uh, all right i think we've had you on before tell us about Stongs training though for the newer listeners
0: should i just go to this mic yeah
2: sure should i get over a little bit
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um we'll go both, ways. Uh, both ways nice oh this works zinger nation what's up yeah thanks for having me back yeah this is awesome yeah. um Stong's trading uh i promised luke last time i was on the call that the app would be done on the 16th it and nice? it is it's done okay yeah so um doing a few more uh few more technical tweaks before we launch it to the public but it has been approved by the app store and we are ready to go so Wait, which which app store ios um, Android's coming. Android's coming. Um, we're bootstrapping it, so uh, so we're using our money wisely. Uh, so iOS, that's like seventy percent of our users, um, at the moment. So we had to go with that first. But uh, Stong's Trading use our own trading platform. We're trying to give five hundred thousand people five shares of our company.
2: Wait, so, wait, you're giving away shares of the company? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Why are you both using? Use his mic. he's go over there. Oh, AP's there we go. Not oh even, look at oh, that. Look at that. There we go. There we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah, we're giving shares of the company away. How do we get how, how does one get shares of your company?
0: Go on uh, trystonks.com. is try here. Let's Join do it. Tristonks.com. Join the wait list.
2: Let's, let's let's do this right now on screen. Uh, where I want to go?
0: Yeah, Zinger Nation. If you're uh, if you're in front of your well, you are in front of your
2: not necessarily the not necessarily you could be watching on the TV. How um, do I get some tristonks.com. Okay, here. I'm there. I'm at triastonks.com. Someone said do a backflip. I haven't done a backflip in forever. Now what? Are we, oh, join the waitlist? Join the waitlist. That's it. Okay, join the waitlist. I'm doing this right now. Okay. Uh, choose plan. Yes. That's, that's the plan? Nope. Other wait, one. That's Free. The one. Wait, explain this though. Hold on. So yeah. $20 a month. Yeah. What, so what, that's what, our ambassador. Program. What, what does that get you? So this
0: is, uh, so we have 15,000 people on the wait list oh, and geez. we do a, uh, live AMA every week. And about three months ago, people were like, Hey, how can I just get in early? And so we started an ambassador program where, you know, people refer people get five bucks a month for referring and then low, low margin, no, no, uh, technology fee increases. So like once you're an OG, you're an OG. So, So
2: twenty dollars a month gets me. I I guess without that, what am I not getting?
0: Um, So, so the idea for you know this was originally for the uh, for the original like people on the list. Yeah. Um, And so. As we add crypto, like we're launching a crypto exchange, hopefully in Q1. Okay. Um, as we launch our Neo Bank in Q1 and the trading, yes, guys are doing
2: Neo Bank, bro. We are building a, that seems we're, like we're, a gigantic pain in the ass. We
0: are building a super app
2: for ne- our users. Banking is hard, man. It is hard, but it's fun. Okay. So <laughs> Neo. Okay. So wait, it sounds so like you, a chime. It sounds like you want to compete with like SoFi. Want to compete with SoFi?
0: Um, I mean, we really want to compete with Robinhood and Chime and Coinbase. It's kind of our true. It's true. kind of our uh, okay, okay bread and butter right there. Fair. So um, okay,
2: so wait, back to my oh wait, I'm on a different screen now. So let's yeah, let's let's go to uh, the screen that I got directed to, which is <laughs> this this guy. Um, okay, so now I'm here and I'm going to go do, do a choose plan. Yep. So
0: uh, wait list, as you guys can see on the screen. Five free shares. Put your email address in. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm,
2: I'm gonna put uh, my personal work email address. There you go. I'm accepting these terms. For all I know, the terms and conditions say that I just gave away naming rights to my firstborn. But you could have. Whatever. You
0: could have. But it. I promise
2: you, it's okay. not. okay. Yeah. So all we ask is for your first
0: first name, last name, email address. This theoretically is the same. Um, Choose a strong
2: password. Oh man. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to go with my
0: same email address that you may may or may not use for when the app launches. Um, And then we'll just map, map the shares uh, to your profile. Once the app is live.
2: Okay. So now I have access. That's it. Now you have, now you're on the wait list for those five shares. That was easy. Yeah. I didn't even have to do anything. I mean, I took two seconds. I mean, hopefully you download the app when it's, when it's ready. You said it's ready. It it is ready, but we, we have a few things that we need to do with, okay, um,
0: like the data feed and what, okay,
2: cool, yeah, uh Shelly's asking the most relevant question what do you do with with my data
0: um we so our partner uh so we're not a broker dealer, so okay. I, I think I need to throw that out there um alpaca, which is a good partner of you guys, I believe alpaca uh, yes. alpaca no. markets is our broker dealer, um and so we we i think what Shelly's asking is we don't sell your data, so um there is uh we have some a lot of security measures actually to make sure that your data never gets sold um but we have to do kyc um obviously uh for the broker dealer um but besides that it sits in a nice database that only a couple people have access to but we'll never um sell that data and so we're revising our pro- privacy statement at the moment uh to explicitly um state that okay but uh but yeah, the, the data is never going to be sold to hedge funds or, or anything.
2: What, what, what kind of fees are we talking about here? Is, um, is, Ismael wants to know.
0: Yeah, so fees. um, Something we need to clear up. Uh, Alpaca is, um, I mean, they're a broker dealers, so they do make money on payment for order flow. Um, the reason why we chose Alpaca, um, as you guys know probably here at Benzinga, um, they operate their... Uh, payment for order flow quite differently than than the other brokerages um, and they go best offer and so there's some brokerages, not to name names uh, that like to sell 80% of their payment for order flow to one hedge fund or clearing firm but um, alpaca has several that they that they use and so um, fees no nope, no commission trading obviously there's two ways to make money as a as a trading company payment for order flow or brokerage fees. Um, so commission free trading um, is number one. Uh, 3.75% for margin, so one of the lowest, okay. um, which is quite nice, and there's no threshold on that. All of our accounts are margin-enabled. Um, and something that you'll see in the app when you download it, um, we kind of took a um, a page out of Truebill. Truebill allows you to choose yeah. your own pricing uh, for, for the app. And so we're actually doing that. So you can have a free app or you can pay up to $20 a month for didn't, – Didn't Aspiration also do that? Asp- they, yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Um and so we're trying to put yeah, as but does not much- work
2: though? If you tell people like pay what you want, they don't pay anything.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, shareholders of a company might pay a little bit. Oh, that's true. So, that's um, true. but again, we want to be very, very focused on, um, on our users and so trying to give the best experience possible. The app will start at a dollar, so it won't be free. Okay. But it will start at a dollar, cover our API fees. But I to bad.
2: ask some questions uh, outside the US
0: availability. Um, coming soon. So Alpaca does allow us to open uh, accounts in the UK and uh, in Australia, I believe. Um, okay. Australia, UK for sure. Australia, I believe, is coming. Um, so global trading coming soon uh, to people outside of the United States. After hours, pre market? After hours, we're working on um, that with uh, NASDAQ, our, our partner okay. for data. Okay um but uh yeah aftermarket pre-market we're trying to compete with weeble on that so i think weeble starts markets at 4 30
2: yeah i believe sound, that sounds right yeah
0: 4 30 to 8 or something like that we're trying to be there uh we're gonna match robin hood for the first couple months uh so limited
2: aftermarket. Robinhood's at nine i think yeah yeah, yeah okay. right. um, um yeah that, so but there will be this sure. is guys th- th- this guy is building his own trading app like r- as we speak literally right now right i literally. wish i could show it to you is there a way that I
0: can cast my screen?
2: I don't know, Rohan. Can, can we can we do a screencast, Rohan? Uh, I'm not sure. No worries if we can't. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be dope though. Well, I, what 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 you can do is you can like literally bring your phone in front of the camera. Just I like, guess I could. That that'd be and I can zoom in the ceiling camera on his phone. Um, I just want to show
0: you guys what happens when a trade is executed.
2: Here, yeah, Rohan, why don't you do that? Why don't you zoom in the the, the ceiling cam and we can just? Uh, I will do that. It's gonna be this this, this may not work, but we'll find out old man ship we're trying let's try it i just i want to show you guys when we execute a
0: trade a rocket ship hits a moon um and so oh. <laughs> we're, we're sending our trade to the moon okay yeah so let me, all, yeah. all
2: right i think, I, I think you guys want to zoom in yeah so canada is, does matter all right, all right. oh here we go turn the phone around there we go okay we're way zoomed in this is cool zinger nation question right now i'm getting a ton
0: of you guys are joining the waitlist, getting those five free shares. <laughs> <laughs> My phone wants to beep it. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. You you want to zoom in?
2: Yeah. See if you, I can yeah. In. Here we go. Okay. So
0: yes. So this Perfect. is Virgin Galactic. Um, I like the billionaire space race. I think I talked about Virgin Galactic last time. I was on.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you got your code that you have to enter, right? No. So this is, oh, is um. So this
0: is purchasing Virgin Galactic. Okay. So right now we can buy and short. Okay. Um, options are coming in Q1. Um, and so let's go ahead, and, and we of course fractional shares are are available as well. Review the trade. So that's me buying one. Okay. And then my favorite, my favorite, absolute favorite part. Let's go, boom. You, oh man, what's going on there? That light's coming. All right, let's try it. Try it with this hand. Angle it down a little bit. That way. That way. Uh, little up, little up, yeah, right the, there, right there.
4: The, yeah, that's
0: good. That's good. Hold okay. it in that position. Okay. okay.
2: Let's see what happens.
0: Boom. Rocket ship, the moon's gonna come down immediately. Oh, it, that's pretty cool, and then explodes. So yeah, that's awesome. Um,
2: Here you get air horn for
0: that. Yeah. So a, a nice little touch. It's kind of like the confetti that we all got used to with Robin Hood. Yeah, but then they got rid of it because it was too gamified. Which I which I actually kind of agree with. It uh, is too gamified. Yeah. But we we're sending our stuff to the moon, bro. Okay. So so okay. we're send, we're sending all our trades to the moon for it, sure.
2: This is so interesting. It's almost like the chance to start using Robin Hood six years ago right, yeah. it, it is is sort of the the equivalent here um
0: the, the difference is is we truly mean we want to bring our users along for the ride which is why we're giving 25 percent of the company away to our user base
2: that's a lot of that's a lot of company. a lot it's 500 thousand people wait is there a desktop app probably not yet no right? not yet it's coming yeah,
0: so we're mobile yeah. first uh, then we have to go into Android um, after that because we have quite a bit of Android users um, and then we'll go desktop cool yeah so kind of how the roadmap looks at the moment. Uh, we are going to launch a token also, but that's, I guess, you guys are the first ones I'm telling besides my team.
2: We're going to come out with everyone's token. doing token. We're doing a token, he's doing tokens.
0: I got zinc co- tokens. Um, but uh, so how the roadmap looks trading platform, then we have Android coming, and then we're gonna we're
2: filing with FinCEN uh, right now in an MSB real, real fast. Jason Rasnick. do you want to say hello? What's do you want to say hello? Jason? <laughs> What's FinCEN? Jason Rasnik. <laughs> You want to say hello? Hello,
4: hello.
0: Raz, what's up, man? We're
4: filing an MSB FinCEN. Tell us what yeah. that
0: is. so we're going to be we're filing to be a money services business. Uh, we have to file with FinCEN. They regulate the financial crimes here in the United States um, because we are trying to launch our own exchange in Q1, um, and so our own crypto exchange that is. Um, and so the is first it
4: easy to start your own crypto exchange.
0: If you want to stay on the the good side of the SEC. There's some paperwork, but I talked with our lawyers several hours this week and said it's possible, and we're going to start that process um, here in Q4 into Q1.
4: And I bet you you have your own unique variation on a crypto exchange since there's already ones out there right
0: um we do have um a unique variation i can't get into too much details right now however um one of the unique features that we you
4: can't uh, get into the details now because you don't know the details or you just don't want to give them out
0: i don't want to give them out i know the details okay, at least i know 80 percent of the details let okay, me be clear saying. yeah let me be clear 80 percent of details 20 percent. it probably will change since then or until we get there but yep. um yep, yep 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 yeah i got you i got you yeah that's yeah that's good so uh, we're trying to we're trying to create a super app for our retail traders. Um, so trading the equities, neo banking banking on our platform and then getting access to the uh, ex- to a crypto That's exchange. Awesome. What well. were
4: you doing? Spencer, you may have already asked this. I have one last question. I'll let you guys go back at it. But what were you doing before? What What's wrong,
2: Spencer? So Anthony is thinking the real questions are being asked now that you're on. <laughs> I, I, I guess I wasn't asking any real questions, Anthony. Uh, Sorry. Wait, what were you doing before this? Like.
4: I don't know. How old are you? What were you doing before this? Yeah.
0: So I'm 31. Um, I owned a, a revenue operations agency in Portland um, that I sold two years ago.
4: Guys, come on. He said a revenue operations, operations agency. Yeah. A, a factoring, accounts receivable. Like, what the all heck? Right, so uh, credit card processing, like that can mean so much. All right. Well, let's get into it then.
0: Um, so give me, give me the um, Cliff Notes. Yeah. Cliff Notes, um, a SaaS company, a software company raises a round of funding. They don't know how to sell their product because usually it's engineers that will find, find the company, right? And so uh, what they will do is they'll contract an uh, agency like mine, will um, implement marketing, sales development, account executive works or sales work, and then fractional revenue, uh, chief revenue officers, um, to build their revenue ops team um, and get them from a $0 in revenue. And our sweet spot was a 0 to $5 million in
4: ARR. So you guys were like to help grow sales for companies.
0: Yep, exactly. So at our peak, we had we had helped about 175 SaaS companies in San Francisco and New York. And then someone further. bought you out? Um, I sold my shares to my founders or my
4: other founders. How many people work at that company?
0: Uh, currently, well, when I sold, there was 55 employees in Portland. Yeah, so we had a building. And if you guys know Southeast Division in Portland.
4: And you were always into trading?
0: Always. So since I was in college, actually, Tasty Trade um, kind of got me got me started on trading like almost all millennials in college um youtube videos and been trading for about i don't know 12 13 years and, and so, my, so i was working on another saas product when uh when Robinhood hood and all the other brokerages we Weeball Weeball, all of them uh, shut down trading to the retail traders and so decided to uh what do you mean? Lunchbound? Shut down retail. Travel. Well, when you couldn't buy GameStop for, you know, like well, they the 48 they hours. hours, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. But that's what everyone thinks.
4: But, that's, but even if they think of it, it's not a fact. Then then you can't spread the fake news. No, it's
0: not fake news. But what, but we on? educate. We educate people on what yeah, actually a,
4: happened. Apex shut down. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Trade zero. You could still trade. Yep. Um Alpaca, you could still trade, so, yeah, which Alpaca. is why we partnered with Alpaca. Yeah, yeah, back in my, my friend started Hitachi. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know Hitachi? Have you met no, him? No,
0: but I uh, talked with David he has been the a, other day. I
4: don't know David, but he's in all our fintech awards. Oh, that's nice. sweet, that's yeah. sweet. So that no, you're right, you're right on that.
0: Yeah. So um so I saw a marketing problem in February, January. Got January. it, yeah. got
4: it. So you, and that's why you're saying to his point, that's why he was saying with the twenty five percent, he's gonna build with people versus like going again. i like it i, yeah, I like man. it do you guys see him he's, he was he's growing another mustache what do you i guys am think? i was
0: ted lasso for uh halloween
4: Pre- press one if you like his mustache Two if you don't
0: i'll grow it out for the zinger nation if you guys like it yeah press one if you like
4: it and two if you don't okay i, I would like to know um and then how close can you and i talk to spencer's ears like look, look, well, look, look, like so like not like not her not neck nice. like isn't this great like you guys hey, I, can, we I, I like, can we get a picture let us get a photo like we get a photo here rohan get us a photo Come on, look at this. This is look at this. This is, this is hot. And and I just got off the airplane too, guys. I was in Toronto. I just yeah, got off.
0: Nice. Yeah, where have you been?
4: I was in Toronto and then uh, before that, Palm Springs for the Ernst Young. So now I'm in Toronto and guess where I'm going Sunday. Where are you going? Wait, do you guys know? Guy, this is Spencer Israel 101. On his computer, he has a piece of scotch tape over the video camera. How funny is that? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I got a little it. slider
0: for you. Yeah, I'm going, I'm
4: I'm surprising my 12-year-old. Her dream has always been to go to Los Angeles. Okay, don't know why. I think she thinks that you walk in there. She sent me like some pictures of things. She's like, Yeah, we if we go there ever, we have to go to Santa Monica. Okay, because that's where I don't know if she understands this she goes that's where all the celebrities hang out like they're all so, so <laughs> i don't know i'm awesome. gonna like i don't know who i'm gonna pretend to get a celebrity but like if you know a celebrity in la i will give you a very nice a very nice token a zinc coin 500 dollars. i don't know what it is whatever it takes but guess what guys here's a surprise if you watch the american music award sunny night yep i'm not announcing an award but i may be Right up there, up front with <laughs> her Sunday, awesome. Sunday night. So I nice. do not know. Um, oh, the other guys do the same thing too. So um, Spencer's head's going to fall off. Swivel low. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let I'm going to let you guys go back at it, Spencer. Thanks for coming on. Nice seeing you. And guys, I did I did buy a stock recently. I'll come on Monday and tell you about it. All right. Nice. Look, he's
2: alive. <laughs> yes. Yes. We we have a sighting a Jason Rasmussen sighting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. My head is my neck is exhausted. My my, my head hurts. Uh, all right, and just before we wrap it up here, just like what, what's what's the next big thing that we're, we're waiting for?
0: Yeah, so the big um, thing. So um, we're going to be in New York next week. Um, the Nasdaq's features, uh, featuring us on their um, Times Square billboard, which will be awesome from a promotion standpoint. Um, and then from a development standpoint, uh, the Android app coming, um, trying by the end of the year, maybe first couple of weeks of the of the new year. And then um, – and then we're gonna move into uh, developing the crypto exchange and the awesome. and the banking platform awesome. as
2: well. Anthony Hughes gets stonks. Let's go. Let's go. Thank Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, A B is coming come back to me, please. Come back to me. I'm sure that was enjoyable for you because you just got to sit there and do nothing.
1: <laughs> I was I was I was pushed off to the side. I know it's okay. I,
2: I I wish that hadn't happened, but we didn't plan that very well, so <laughs> it's okay. All right, smash the like for Anthony, smash like for j raz We had a Raznick sighting. This is the first time he's been in the office in a hot second, so it's it, it's fun to see him. Uh, I see our next guest here lurking. We'll bring him on in a couple of minutes here, uh, Tony Benson. Um, Luke is also here, Steve. I, just, I don't know Don't know if he can come on today, but Luke is here. It's exciting. Uh, it's a big day. Big day for us here at the office. And we're hosting a couple of parties here in the, next, in the next week. We have a Thanksgiving Day Parade Watch Party uh on thursday very exciting um so okay what, what else was, was on our list to talk about man
1: uh, well, we were talking about apple earlier it looks like apple's yeah. breaking out a little bit further we got above that 160 dollar level so i'm watching apple right now I, I you know who knows if this breakout will continue but definitely a lot of strength behind the stock right now uh spencer another thing that we've talked about a, a, a little bit before on the show is kind of the quote-unquote a uh, healthy food trade. Um, so, Tattooed Chef, I'm seeing up a couple percent today. This is one that's on my radar. Uh, the stock's been beaten down. We have all-time highs on Tattooed Chef of twenty-four dollars, or actually, no, sorry, twenty-six dollars. But we got up to twenty-four dollars at the beginning of September. It came all the way down to around fifteen. So the stock dropped nearly fifty percent, and now it's coming back up. So I'm watching Tattooed Chef uh you know i know you shop at costco you see the products there any thoughts wait do you
2: i actually don't know if i've seen them
1: oh i've seen them at sam's club so i assume they were at uh no i don't know 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 maybe they're not at costco i haven't
2: been to costco like a month or more
1: um but
2: i'm and yeah we talked about their products are not a couple of them are pretty good right Right. Yeah. yeah
1: i i've i've I think only tried one uh, product from Tattooed Chef, but I did enjoy it. thought it was pretty good. So I think as we see um, that industry grow, that Tattooed Chef might have a little bit of a head start compared to other companies. Um, Look at
2: this chart, though. It's hideous, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's why it's on my radar right now is because it got so beaten down that it got to a point where I think investors started coming in and said, hey, this is a good price for this company. Uh, and now if if we can see some momentum, I, I would like to see us come back up to that $25 level, but I'm not sure. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we might still know. be early in this, in like the vegan trade.
2: The only thing you could really say is just support at 16, right? That's all you can really say about it. Yeah.
1: Oh, speaking of support, we were talking yesterday about Baba. I said I would buy it at uh oh, did you? 140, 139. Uh we're getting close to there.
2: What do you mean? We're at
1: 140. Yeah, but so so the real support that we bounced off of last time. Yeah. Uh can can we get that low?
2: Wait, just wait, from you're talking about you're talking about uh one. 3843.
1: 130. Yeah. Like that's the level where I, you know, yeah. So I can get in now knowing that we we, we might go down another dollar and a half. But I want to wait till we get there to see are we going to bounce off there or could we blow through and see even more weakness? Um so hmm. so that's that's what I'm waiting for, Spencer's. I'm what? waiting until we get to that point. Hmm. Only two options will either bounce off there or continue to move lower. And if we bounce off there, then I'm gonna be buying for sure. Um, If we continue to move lower, then why, why
2: not just buy it now? And then you then, you know, if you if you break below 138, whatever, you can just sell at a loss.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an option. But if, if I want to put an options trade on it, I want to be sure of it before I place the option that we have some momentum coming back up that we see that bounce that I'm looking for right now. Okay. Um, yeah, and then we talked about it yesterday. But if we do go through that 138 level, we've got some more support around 132 if we break through that one, then all the way down to around 87. So um I'm definitely hanging out on the sidelines right now, but this is like the top stock on my watch list currently.
2: Damn, trying to buy the dip. BTFD and Alibaba. More power to you, man. It's it's a tough looking chart, tough looking year for Alibaba. When was the all time high? Oh, almost a year ago. October 26th, yeah, 40, it, 48 weeks ago, 49 weeks
1: ago. You know, uh, M- Mr. Warren Buffett, Spencer, you may have heard about him. He, he said to buy when others are fearful and sell when others are greedy. So, you know, the way I see this is a lot of people are afraid of Baba. I- I'm not. I like it once we get, to, well, like I said, we'll wait till we get to that level. I'll know my move once that happens.
2: Okay. dokie. Let's bring on our next guest today, Tony Benson, Patterns in a flash. I wonder if you can see a pattern for us in, in the Bobster. Let's get him on the show. Tony, what's up, man? Hey, Spencer, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. How's your week going?
5: Pretty good. How about you?
2: Pretty good, pretty good. Can uh, Go ahead and share your screen for us. We can look at yeah. some charts. But is Ali Baba one on your radar or not really?
5: Uh, not right now. I know it was. Uh... Let me get rid of that real
2: quick. Hey, Aaron, I didn't know you were a value investor. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm quoting Warren Buffett. And also Alibaba is a value stock now because it's so it's so low. I don't know. Maybe. trade Money says it's not Alibaba. It's China. Yes, obviously. But you can look at JD. And JD's yeah. in an uptrend. So it's not all China. Just Alibaba. Just anyway. Okay. We got some... We got some charts up on the screen. I see them. I see them. Uh, whoa. Okay. What is this now? This is. Uh, okay.
5: You want to look at Baba?
2: Yeah, let's look at Baba.
5: Let's look at Baba. Do some analysis on Baba. B-A-B-A. Get wild and crazy, right? Well, there's the old support lines there. The next level is about 130 if it drops. Where is it at today?
1: It's right at that 140 level right now. Um, the last time we bounced, it got a little bit lower, around 139, 138, 63, I think exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now is seeing will that the, the level that we bounced off of last time, will that act as a support um, this time around? Because, like, yeah, you the way, where you had those lines drawn up were at previous support levels, which we can certainly drop to. Um but but I'm waiting to see if maybe we can't get a bounce off the same level we did last time.
5: Right there, about 140. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of support there. It's not super strong, so if there were a lot more hits on it, and obviously that's what you're looking for, right, with the support level, is the, the more hits and the more time it's been there, the better the support level. So Right. Not, uh, not a whole lot right there, about 144. So it's uh, – I wouldn't get super excited about it myself, but that's me, so –
2: so what, what does counsel, get so. what, what does get you excited right now?
5: Good question. Let's go see I've got uh, quite a few. let me just bring up the these chart the Omega charts is always easier. I've used this for 20 years so I'm a lot more familiar with it than uh, the others but Alcoa is one that is still in a head and shoulders pattern which we've seen for a couple of weeks. So, and I love the looks of this. We've got two left shoulders, a big head, and then a right shoulder. It's got another right shoulder form since we first saw it. So, the neckline there is about 45 60. So, if it breaks there, we're looking at the potential for a drop to about 30 35. So, this is uh, about as beautiful and about as textbook as it gets when it comes to the head and shoulders. As you know, is my favorite pattern, right? We talked about that last, well, it was two weeks ago, I guess.
2: We did. Yep. The head so, and shoulders. Yeah. The shampoo pattern,
5: Dude. yes, exactly. Rinse and repeat that's the beauty of patterns, they're consistent and they always stay the same, no matter what the companies do, no matter what else happens. Patterns are always going to be the same, so that's that's the beauty of them. But
2: so, uh, ABV, all right, so we've go got to set up. So, I'm sorry, that was Alcoa. We've got to set up there. What is this now? This is uh, ABEV,
5: yeah, Abby V it's a drug company. I can't remember exactly what they do. There's something in, I think it's a biopharma or pharmaceutical.
2: Oh, that's it. Wait, wait a minute. Ab, oh, that's ABBV. I misread that. That's AbbV. Yeah. Okay. I got you.
5: Yeah. Nice little flag pattern. So we're looking for this to break to the upside. If it takes off, actually, you know what? I'm going to go over. I have all these in, um, my toss. Let me get that up. It'll be easier. Then we can see what's happening right now. A, B, B, V, where'd it go? How come this thing is not linked? What is going on here? Bear with me just a sec. I don't know why this thing's not linked. I don't know what's going on. It was working just a little bit ago. I do yeah, it, yeah it's been a
2: weird technology week. We, we've been having some technology issues on our end as well. It's been a weird technology week.
5: Yeah, I don't know what's happening. That is really super weird.
2: The Thinkers Swim Tech weird. team is in is in is in Ann Arbor. You want us to head over there and knock knock on some doors? <laughs>
5: yeah, I'll just stick. I'll just stick with this then. If that's not if that's going to be a problem, I'm not going to worry about that. If we can't get it to work so um because i know there's a couple of ones on here that we looking really good a couple of them are already broken out but ABBV just looking for it to to continue this move except we got a we got that headwind there at 119 which may be a problem so we'll see if it uh if it breaks above there and obviously it's the earning news that popped it and made that flagpole so i so you're all familiar with flags right
2: yep Okay. Well, explain, I mean, maybe, but explain it to, to the people that aren't.
5: Those that may not be. Okay. That's what I was yeah. I was curious of. So basically you got, I mean, it's like a flagpole, right? The pennants, the same thing. Flags and pennants are very similar. Um, you got a huge move to the upside, huge momentum. And then basically it's just a resting period that forms in a little like a flag or a, or a pennant type of pattern. And essentially it's just a stock taking a break, just taking a breather. It's almost like, and I use this all the time with my students and I know it sounds a little goofy. I don't know if I've ever said it here, but. If I sprinted up a hill and this was a hill and I sprinted as fast as I could, I'm going to have to catch my breath. And I know it's kind of a weird correlation, but in my mind, for some reason, it's weird and it works for me. If I see a stock move like this, it's probably going to take a breath before it keeps going. And that's essentially what this pattern is, is we've got a giant move, lots of momentum. The bulls are tired. They need a break. They catch, the bre- catch their breath. And then once it breaks out to the upside, if it breaks out to the upside, then we're looking for a move further north. And typically, like a lot of patterns, we can get what's called a measured move or the expected move. Let me try to move this down here. Man, there's uh, crazy tech issues going on. There we go, I think we got it. So if you measure from the start of the flagpole up to the very peak where it first stops, whatever that amount is, is typically about what you expect it to move if it breaks to the upside and goes north. And so what we're looking for on ABBV, as far as a move, if it breaks up, is for it to run up to, I mean, the measured move takes it to 128. But as you know, I I always put a trading plan on and look at what are the other potentials and do I really want to get that greedy and look for a whole $9? If it runs up to 125, I'd start scaling out of my position. But if it breaks above this line, I would get into some, Oops. I get into a small position right there about 118.18 if it breaks up and then if it continues, I'd look at adding to it right there about 119 and the only thing that makes me nervous about this is the fact that we've got a pretty significant resistance right there. So identify the pattern, draw it, analyze it, create the plan. And then just be careful and watch out for this point. But if it does break out of that, then it's probably going to continue north quite a ways.
2: All right. So scaling into position and scaling out, if it got to 125, you said. Yeah. Um, everything is if if then related. All right. Uh, let's do a couple more from your list. And then we have some tickers from the chat they're asking for. It. So, But let's see what else you're watching
5: uh well bakers one. this one already broke this is one i looked at in the pattern of the week uh right there the vertical line is when we looked at it and then it broke down and it's down i don't know it's down a buck or buck and a half today yeah it's down a buck 29 right now so this is one that that's already gone though i was thinking that it wasn't i'm trying to find ones that and beaky this one gapped up this morning too there was one or two on this list yeah i think it was bsx that i want to show you something we to look at something that may still have the potential to move there it is right there so this is one that even a descending triangle which we have lower descending tops and then basically a flat bottom a support level at that's flat which typically is a continuation pattern when stocks are already trending lower in this case we've actually got a, a little bit of an uptrend and it's moving lower or moving sideways for the most part for the last few months um, and even though it's not textbook perfect, um, it's still legitimate there. So basically, what I've got is a trading plan in place where I've got the stop. Is that even right? That looks a little high. Forty-one sixty-three. Okay, I didn't. Let me get that back. That was a little bit off.
2: <laughs> Martin Carl, I was in the wrong chat, everyone. <laughs> um all right so there's and in the
3: entry
5: point the target i got at 37 8 38 and it, with a spot here about thirty-nine, forty to to watch for so you want to hop to the yeah. chat and see what we got there i see there's a whole bunch of yeah we there.
2: got a, there's a lot of tickers tony uh i'm gonna go to the top and we're, we're, we're gonna work our way down all right um, our way Can you look at the Trade Desk? This is relevant for our next guest, actually. The Trade Desk is in the same business. So let's look at TTD. TTD. Talking programmatic advertising.
5: Well... Busted out to an all-time high. There's another, I mean, there's a start of a flag at least, or a pennant. And we had one basically here back in, uh, what's that, the beginning of November. Big old bolt, it only slowed down for a couple of minutes, but then took off to the upside. Um, as far as trading with a pattern goes, I mean, obviously it's, it's run high, obviously earnings. Um, I would look for a flag or pennant. If this thing settles in here for the next few days and gives us that type of pattern, the, the sideways move like this, And then it breaks north, then I'd get bullish on it. I wouldn't trade it right here, it's a little too far. I think the the odds of it dropping back and pulling back are too high. And I trade for the most part off of odds and probability. So whenever I look at a stock and analyze it, first I'm looking for a pattern, then I'm like, what are the odds of it continuing to run like this? Unless there's some kind of news or catalyst to keep it going, which this one sounds like there is. What do these guys do again?
2: It's, um, it's, they are like the advertising pipes for like getting ads onto platforms like Roku and uh, Fubo okay. and, and the computer. It's programmatic advertising. It's, it's, it's um, we will talk about it more with our next guest here, but, uh, yeah. it's, that, that, that's what it is. So, okay. okay. Yeah, um, and chart-wise, I
5: mean, technical analysis-wise, that's all I see. I don't see anything tradable yet. We'll have to see how it plays out the next few days.
2: Okay, a uh, couple of different people asked about Roku, and someone asked, uh, Double Trouble asked if, if Roku, is it going to be a negative year? I'm assuming he's referring to 2021 and not 2022. Uh, Double Trouble, yeah, it's going to be a negative 2021 for Roku because the stock opened the year at like 300 and... 30 something and we're at we're at 100 bucks away from that so yeah i mean i don't I, I don't know the future but i feel pretty confident saying roku ain't going up 100 bucks in the next month and a half
5: definitely not a pretty chart if you're bullish
2: i see a giant w i don't know if that means anything
5: giant w
2: yeah
5: we're uh over here i just
2: just on the daily, just no, like way to the left, like that huge, that, that huge oh, dollar right there. here. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh. well, it's obviously you can see made a nice catalyst for that bullish trade. So if we got another one of these here or at any point with Roku, then I get bullish as far as trading this thing to the bullish side. I mean, it's, what's the old saying? Don't catch a falling piano or a falling oh, knife. That,
2: that that works. That works. So, falling yeah, piano works.
5: This is, uh, uh. It looks like, Based on what I'm seeing, we're probably headed to 171. There's not much what? to stop.
2: 171? Blinding. Oh
6: boy.
5: Well, there's not a whole lot of support in here to, to catch it. I mean, maybe 200. There's a little bit of support there about 200, but it's not very significant. The next major level of support is 171 right there, 170. So hard to say. I mean, but this is not something i would trade bullish i'd maybe even a bearish trade i wouldn't take yet because it's dropped too much for me then i want to get in i want to look for something that's consolidating before it makes its next move so
2: nassen 200 is asking about tesla is tesla going to break out i mean nassen we tesla just did break out this is what we talked yeah. about breakout flagpole <laughs> consolidation but yeah you know, what what else, what else do you want
5: <laughs> everything well and here's another example of I mean, a descending triangle here's an example of an ascending triangle we were looking at Tesla back here with that ascending triangle and you can see the result of that's the beauty of patterns is you get a nice little pattern it breaks out and this is the kind of launch you can get these don't happen very often but they're fun when you catch them so but as far as as far as seeing anything in Tesla right now I, I would venture to say this is probably just going to go sideways for a while Maybe catch some you know short term swings, but I wouldn't uh, there's nothing and being a patterns guy and, and like you've said before, I'm very disciplined and I stick to what I do because over 20 plus years I've learned the hard way that when you don't, you get in trouble. So I don't see much I don't see much as far as trading opportunity for Tesla at this point, but that can all change in a day. So
2: um Okay, let's find – there's a bunch here that are in, like, huge trends. All right, let's look at Moderna. This That stock had gotten so punished, and is it still blasting off today? Yeah, yes, it's yeah. up about 5%. Wow. Okay.
1: Is it but up a it, right is it, now?
2: Is it still going higher? I, I haven't checked. It was up big in the pre-market. Yeah,
1: it opened up about 9% and then moved lower, Yeah, uh, down up only 3%, is now moving back higher, up 5% right now.
5: Mm, Yeah. Okay. I don't see, I mean, as far as patterns go, I mean, again, that's looking for something where I'm always looking for a trading opportunity of something that is obvious that says now is the time to get in. Nothing there. Nothing. Um... Okay. Fair enough. I mean, the hammer, there's a hammer pattern, candlestick pattern two weeks ago. But other than that, I mean, mean, it might fill the gap. This is another technical analysis tool that we use is the gaps are there, and a lot of gaps will fill. They don't always. As you can tell, there's one back here that hasn't filled. So there's a possibility to trade the gap. But hard to say.
3: What about Boeing?
5: Boeing. I'm
2: sure Boeing has a pattern. Boeing always has patterns.
5: Yeah, we had a nice triangle going on, but I'm going to get rid of that because it's no longer there. Move these out of the way real quick. That's broken the downtrend that was there. There's a nice little roll reversal. So we've got a solid downtrend in place. It breaks out just a few days ago and came back and it's kissed this line. So this 225 area should act as support at this moment. So, and actually it looks like it's interesting with the markets, the overall markets, the Dow and the Russell both had nice pullbacks and are bouncing at their previous supports right now. But the SPX and the NASDAQ have just kept running. They just had a two day pullback. Hold on, Brenda. It's
2: (laughs) because of Apple. It's because of Apple. I I promise you it's because of Apple.
5: I I know I watch Apple once in a while, but I don't necessarily keep it on the radar. It's taken
2: off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't um, think
5: that's crazy. People are like, "Why don't you watch Apple? Why don't you watch all these big names and everybody else watches?" Well, like I said, I watch I watch for patterns. So, but Boeing at this point looks. Uh, I like the looks of it as long as it stays above that level. If it doesn't break that.
2: All right, we're going to ask about Digital Turbine ticker APPS. I've lost track of this one. Where is it at? It's at sixty one dollars. Uh, Wow, that's actually higher than I would have thought. I'll be honest with you guys.
5: Whew. yeah where to go with that thing? There's a little support there right about sixty basically. So if it holds that level and bounces, but this is where another one is it's obviously dropped a bunch but if it if it digs in and holds here like it has before, then I'd be bullish on it if it if not then. I mean, it sounds so
2: We're on a a daily, right? Um, Yeah. Jigglypuff wants to know about the weekly if you see a reverse head and shoulders there.
5: On a weekly, inverted head and shoulders? Yeah. If he's talking about right here, yeah. I mean, that is, yes, an inverted head and shoulders right there. Which, and this is, I mean, this is exactly why I I use patterns. And I know it's, I keep saying that, but it's, this is the beauty of them. We don't always get them too much to see them here, but there's the expected move. And obviously you can see it went past that. So it's easier to see on a line chart, but yeah, the inverted head and shoulders is, this is why I love head and shoulders. And if you flip it over, same thing. So there's a, a potential trade that you could have taken seeing the pattern. But there's the woulda, coulda, shoulda that is uh, <laughs> messing with your mind. So it's too late Too late to get behind that. That's where the patterns in the flash came from is I'd see those six months ago. I'd see them back here sure. and I'd get frustrated because what do you do with this now? Right, You can't trade it now. It's too late. So but as far as currently, there's not much to do with this, though. So. What else we do we have? A few what
2: more else? here. Yeah, let's, let's look at Marriott. Let's look at MAR. Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. What do we got?
5: Yeah, I was interested in Macy's. Macy's was taken off, and so a lot of the other retailers were not. Well, the cruises were looking bullish there for a bit, and then they dropped off, so the whole travel industry. So we're in the beginnings of... And it's the very, I mean, we got a left shoulder and a head. We don't have a right shoulder yet, but we do have that support level right there, at 153. And then yesterday or day before yesterday, I guess, because yeah, this is yesterday's data. It's not, it's not updated today. It's not a live chart, obviously. But when you're doing patterns, I mean, it's not necessarily important. Bullish engulfing pattern yesterday, holding this 153 level. So we could have a run to the upside, which is what I would look for. Is it tradable? Eh, maybe. Depends on how much risk you want to take. As far as putting a trading plan on place, if we got we got a couple of minutes to do that,
1: yeah, yeah. let's go let's for it. So, so, Tony, do you just have a watch list of different stocks that you you might see some patterns forming on that you kind of cycle through, or how, how do you you know what's your process of finding stocks to analyze for patterns?
5: Love the question. That's thank what you. What I show all my students. So, it's nothing more than going through the list i've got you can see there's a i've got a swing trade list here and this is i mean obviously this is the software i used it makes it very easy like i said i've used it for 20 years but i just literally will flip through and look for and a lot of times i'll do it especially it's a lot easier on line charts but i'll literally just flip through and i know there's right now there's 241 symbols on this filter but i literally just flip through like this and look for a pattern on the right hand side and if i see it i flag it i can hit the space bar it puts a little check mark in the box and then I go save it to another watch list. And then I go through those and I'll animi- analyze them in a little a little deeper, uh, get a little deeper with it. So like, the, I'll just go, I'll do it real quick. So there's alcohol, I'll flag it, um, nothing here. I'll just do a few. And then I just, um, I, I'm, I'm trying not to go the long route but it's kind of hard. I create a new suit, Gribble, I'll just name it whatever I name it. And then I can come into it and I'll analyze it deeper. So basically I'm just filtering it down this is a filter that has all the, I don't know where that went, but so the filter has just basic criteria, price and volume, essentially. So I look visually to see what patterns there are, filter it down to a smaller list, and then go there and find the best of the best. Basically looking for the, the cream of the crop, if you will.
1: Got it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, was just curious about, because you mentioned how, how sometimes some of the bigger stocks you aren't watching, whether it's Apple, Tesla, etc. So I was just curious, you know, how, how you manage your watch list.
5: Yeah, it's it's a different it's a different way of doing it than a lot of people do. Most people do just keep a group of, of stocks they watch, so it's not um, I don't know what the right word is, popular or trendy. It's not the way most people do it, but that's the beauty of this business. You can do it any way you want. This is something that I've just done for years, and it works for me. So I figure if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: Let's do a couple more, then and then we gotta hop off. Uh, okay. See, people ask about Chipotle, CMG. How is CMG? I, I'm looking at it. I, I if I I'm gonna guess. I have not looked at the chart in a while. I'm gonna guess Chipotle is at uh, <laughs> yeah, thirteen hundred. No, not even close.
1: Seventeen hundred.
2: Seventeen hundred. That was off yeah, four
5: hundred. I've seen right. this for a while, either. Well, it's starting to look bearish.
2: Starting to look bearish.
5: Yeah. Well. Yeah, because uh, lower highs, lower lows is how you define a trend, right? Higher highs, higher lows is an uptrend. Lower highs, lower lows. So okay, that's true. That's true. Higher highs here, and now we've got lower highs. Uh, well, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere right now because we've got a new high. The new high just a few days ago reached the previous high here. So we've got a higher high, and we're basically just in la-la land, if you will. So I'd look for a breakout. Either it breaks this high – the most recent high there at 1861 or a break of a break of 1750. I'd get bearish down about 1550 because obviously there's this gap that hasn't been filled. So that's probably going to fill. So that's nice. I mean, it's a $200 drop if it does, uh, if it breaks above 1860, then you've got the obvious headwind there about 1925. So there's not a whole lot of upside potential. If it breaks North, the only, the only way I'd really get bullish on this, if it comes and holds this 1750 line, And it gives some kind of some kind of indication, maybe a bullish engulfing pattern, some type of of indication that it's going to run back up to this 1860. Because it wouldn't be a surprise to see this thing just channel between these two points. But typically, I'm not necessarily playing inside the channel. Usually, I'm waiting for it to break out because that's usually where the quick moves are at when it breaks out. Got it. So that's ideally what I would do here. So.
2: There's some questions in the chat about this. g like they're looking at the longer term trend. I guess, yeah, the longer term trend is higher. But I guess Tony's more focused on the last few last few months.
5: Yeah, we can do that. I mean, there's you can go you can come in and draw lines. And one thing I learned years ago is not to put too many lines on the chart. And that is super steep, which is not typical and usually not sustainable long term. That would be more of a long term, right there. Whoops. Of course, you can always use the, the moving averages too. The 200-day moving averages right here. I,
2: nice I like to, I like that. I like using the 50 and the 200-day, just, just as a general ballparker. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, and it's it's good to look at the specific stock and see if it uses it. And here back, if you look at CMG back in the middle of the chart. It used it as support quite a bit and then it stopped using it, but it uses it quite a bit and sometimes it just gets wild and crazy and doesn't, but it looks like it came down about the 200 here and used it as support. It was a little bit below, but then finally went above. So, and now it's using the 50 day as resistance. The last couple of months it has at least it's been bumping its head up against there and falling. So if it breaks down here, I would expect it to dig in at the 200 day moving average, not only because of the 200 day moving average, but also that trend line, which is there, that doesn't it's not quite as steep when you go to a daily chart so it's not and it doesn't look as crazy but so the 1550 might be a little aggressive but th- that 1625 area should it break south break that 1750 I put a target about 1650
2: 1625 awesome uh, we got time we got time for one more one, right. one more guys let's do um, fine you want to See people ask about GameStop. You want is there anything in GameStop to see? I, I guess I the stock is bunched. It's been bunching up. It's bunching up.
5: Yeah. And this is a massive symmetrical triangle, kind of. It's, it's way too big for reality, but yeah. I think the thing that, that that I question about this, and I'm not a fundamental guy, I'm purely technical, but uh I mean, can can this business actually support this fundamentally? I mean, is it worth 200 dollars? Which I don't care as a trader; I can care less.
2: I don't know. I have no idea. No, <laughs> but idea. there's another
5: ascending triangle. I mean, <clears throat> we've got these. It's it's digging in. It's hitting its head about two twenty, and the lows are getting a little bit higher. So we got a little sloping uptrend. So if it breaks up, if it breaks out of that. There's room to about 283. There's not much not much resistance to stop it from there. So if it breaks north of 220, there's a possibility of a run into 283.
1: All right. Well, you heard That's it here right first. Now. It's a big if. 283, the next level in GameStop. Uh, Tony, thank you for joining us. As always, exciting to go through some patterns with you. Let us know next time we get on. Hopefully, we'll have some new stocks added to the watch list. Um, but, yeah, have a great weekend. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate
2: it, guys. All right. Patterns in the Flash. The link is in the description, guys. Check it out. Thanks a lot, Tony. Oh, and Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. we got to start saying that to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving because it's next week, man. Next week. Uh, I see our next guest. Uh, let's bring her on, uh, producer Rohan, if we can. Lisa She is the CEO of Integral Ad Science, ticker IAS. Let's get Lisa on the show.
6: Hi, Spencer, how are you? I'll say happy Thanksgiving to you at the start of the show.
2: Ah, see that? That was so nice. Thank you, because I was going to forget at the end.
6: So we're happy, just open. Open we'll just with do it
2: book. now. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate that. Same to you. Same to you, Lisa. Uh, okay. We were talking earlier in the show um, a little bit uh, just about, about Netflix um, and about the data surrounding Netflix. And, and we just talked about the trade desk a little bit. We've been beating around the bush a little bit today with regards to your neck of the woods, which is programmatic advertising. Um, so explain integral ad science, explain programmatic advertising, explain what you do.
6: Sure. So, Integral Ad Science or IES, we're a leading digital media quality company. And we offer several solutions, both for digital advertisers and publishers. And I'll walk you through basically what we do. So, if you think of, let's call it Nestle, Nestle's running a video ad on YouTube. We all watch YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And Nestle's running an ad, and our solutions verify that the ad was viewed, it was viewed by a human and not a bot, there was no fraudulent activity, and that the Nestle ad ran adjacent to brand safe and brand suitable content, which is really important for the Nestle's of the world uh, to have, to protect their brand, brand equity, brand reputation. In addition to that, we offer contextual targeting solutions for the Nestle's of the world, helping Nestle identify what's the content that they want to avoid is not appropriate for their brand to run adjacent to and proactively, what's the content uh, that does resonate with the Nestle brand.
2: So where specifically, like what platforms are we talking about here? We're talking about a YouTube. Are we talking about any online platform, any connected platform?
6: Yes. So, we, the majority of our advertiser customers are Fortune 500 brands, so Nestle, Coke, GlaxoSmithKline, Adidas. And we sit, i, in the middle of the digital ecosystem. so we have deep integrations across all of the major tech platforms Google, Facebook, I should say Meta uh all uh, amazon all of the leading dsps trade desk google db 360 all of the social platforms we cover quite a range and we're uh integrated in all of the leading publishers too so think of it as verifying the media quality of all digital advertising spend for major fortune 500 marketers wherever they run their digital advertising, globally, across any device and any platform.
2: Um, Is there a trend? uh, I was reading the other day about um, changes being made at the Today Show. That's like an advertising behemoth, right? Um, Is there a trend In terms of where advertisers are allocating their dollars to like like are they pulling back off of radio and off of tv are they investing more in advertising on youtube or i mean we all know facebook and google get the majority of the get the you know have have all the market share but for digital but i'm just curious like because you because you said you'll you fit anywhere in this you can that's right yeah so what where is the ad money going
6: Sure. So marketers want to go where the consumers are, where the viewers are. And when you take a look at the macro shifts when it comes to digital, there are a few trends happening, especially over the last 18 to 20 months as we're all working from home, living from home, doing everything from home. User engagement with social platforms way up over the last 18 months, right? So as more and more users are spending their time on Snap, on TikTok, uh, on YouTube, marketers are spending more and more uh, digital advertising on those social platforms to connect with consumers. They're shifting their budgets out of linear TV into uh, the social platforms. Second key area, connected TV. Users are no longer cutting the cord of linear TV. There is no cord, right? We're spending all of our time viewing streamed content on platforms. Think of like Netflix or Hulu. So that's primarily where the advertisers are spending their budgets and shifting them out of linear TV. It's connected TV. It's the social platforms. Uh, and it's absolutely programmatic. And in terms of where IAS, where we're investing, are in those growth levers, program acts, social platforms, in particular, the live feed of social platforms, making sure that the live feed is brand safe and suitable for marketers, also in connected TV and expanding internationally.
2: Connected TV, that really mostly just means Roku, right?
6: Not entirely.
2: Not entirely? Okay. Okay. Um A B have you you've never had cable, right? I've had cable. You have? Oh, okay. I have never had cable. i
1: was, so to
6: your you're point, not even a cord cutter.
2: No, there's, there's never been a cord to cut for me.
1: Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, so Lisa, in today's, you know, social media landscape, are, are there any platforms that you've found to be a, a little bit more difficult to coordinate? Um, you know, having the right ads for certain clients on the right content, you know, whether that be YouTube, TikTok. Uh, et cetera?
6: Uh, I wouldn't say uh, the platforms are difficult at all. Actually, the the platforms have embraced what marketers are clamoring for is brand safe and brand suitable environments. Uh, The most recent innovation that we launched uh, this two quarters ago with TikTok is we've launched a brand safety solution within the live feed of TikTok. So if you think about live feeds of social platforms, highly dynamic, um, unpredictable, what users are going to post. And marketers, they want to be in those live feeds. They want to be running their brands. They want to connect with a younger audience in the case of TikTok. And IES, we built a technology where we're classifying within the live feed of TikTok. We're classifying frame by frame, video, audio, Text so that an advertiser, let's say like Adidas, is comfortable in saying, "I can run my Adidas brand ads in TikTok. I know that it's a brand-safe environment, and want to, and I want to connect with TikTok users." After TikTok, Twitter's next. Uh, we're heads down building a solution uh, with Twitter that will be launched early next year, uh, and then also Facebook announced yesterday or Meta. Uh, they announced on their blog uh, that they're going to open up uh, their live news feed for third-party companies to start running brand safety solutions within the live news feed of Facebook.
2: Um, man, there's a lot there. And I just there's had a, a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot there. Wait, that, I'm, I'm getting distracted by my question now. Um, right. My question was, so who are you competing with then? I'm I'm trying to understand where in the ecosystem that you fit. So like let's say let's let's say I am a CMO at Fortune 500 company X. Um I have a campaign I want I want to execute. Um I can go to any platform, I can go to Google, I can go to Facebook, um and I can start my ad campaign there. Um where where do you fit in?
6: Yeah. So where we fit in, let's uh, let's say you're a CMO of a Fortune 500 company. Uh, let's call it Verizon. Verizon is a strategic partner of ours. And typically the way it works is we would sign uh, a one, two, three-year partnership with Verizon. And Verizon would say, okay, IAS, we invest a lot in digital advertising. We want to make sure that we don't want the, the major tech platforms to grade their own homework saying, Verizon, you invest a lot in YouTube. Don't worry, Google, we'll let you know Verizon if you ran in a brand-safe, brand-suitable uh, environment. That's why Verizon wants an independent third-party verification company. So you would come to us and say, yes, all the digital advertising, wherever we run, on any device, connected TV, mobile, You've got our back and you will verify the quality of the media wherever we run, uh, across the digital ecosystem. So it's not a campaign by campaign for the Verizons of the world. It's their entire digital advertising investment.
2: Maybe then I go back to my first part of that. Uh, who are you competing with then?
6: We have a couple of competitors who are also in the verification space. Uh, but the competitive field actually is not that large. There are only a handful of us. And there's just so much opportunity, especially when you look at areas like connected TV where it's first inning of a long game and marketers are just starting to invest in programmatic CTV.
2: Is, is part of your selling point, we will help you drive revenue or is the main selling point we will track your ads for you and make sure you're getting
6: value our selling point is to a fortune 500 marketer wherever you run your brands your ads anywhere we'll verify that ad was viewed a human side and i would argue most importantly your brand ran next to brand safe brand suitable content so what that means is to coke you won't run adjacent to hate speech. You won't run adjacent to adult content or violent videos, right? Because these brands, they really want to protect their brands and they don't want their brands adjacent to inappropriate content, especially on uh, live feeds of social platforms.
1: So so Lisa, I was just going to ask about that. So is it, Different for certain companies of, of what they see as suitable um, content that they would like their ads being ran next to, or is it kind of standard across the board?
6: Well, think about it this way if you were the CMO of Disney and Spencer, let's say, is the CMO of Absolute Vodka, the types yeah. of content and threshold, you know, tolerance you have for where you want to run your brands, it's very different, right? A Disney. Kids brand, family, they're promoting a new Frozen 3 movie, let's say, for kids. They'll never want to run their iconic brand adjacent to adult content. Absolute Vodka, they might say, you know what? We have a higher tolerance, higher threshold for content like that to run our brand. And it's more appropriate for their brand.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Has there been any cases of like really interesting... Requests from companies, like maybe a company says, "We don't want our, uh, you know, advertising running next to anything political at all,
6: or anything, you know, anything like that." Uh, not. It's a great question. Not really politics, but uh, the thing that we did see during uh, COVID twenty four seven news cycle of COVID is that because of our sophisticated contextual targeting uh, solutions and tools, we were able to show brands, hey. With COVID content, here are a couple of ideas. Are you you comfortable running your brand adjacent to stories about hero workers, healthcare workers, pandemic information? And then we were also offering research showing that consumers have a higher engagement with brands that run adjacent to positive COVID news. So we're trying to provide more sophisticated tools, helping marketers navigate uh, content Like like COVID news, for example,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, and and do you see like an interest uh, for companies to advertise uh, among content that I guess like are are they trying to target a younger demographic or content that they think will be seen as favorable um, among a younger demographic to try to capture that uh, brand royalty from a young age?
6: Yeah, great question. So the entire industry, you've probably heard of moving away from cookies to a cookie-less world, right? So marketers are shifting away from audience-based targeting, shifting away from consumer data, uh, because it's so important as an industry, we um, respect consumer data, and shifting towards contextual solutions. And that's exactly what IAS focuses on. So Sure. Many marketers say here are the types of context and content that we want to run our brands adjacent to. And it could be content that, you know, a higher portion or propensity of uh, younger audiences read that content.
1: Got it. Yeah, it, it all makes a lot of sense. Um, Spencer, do you have any other questions?
2: Yeah, no, I no. I mean, the comment about moving away from cookies, I think, is interesting.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, um...
1: Yeah cuz that was kind of the opposite of what we saw like across the industry, yeah. you know, 10 years ago. It was always a big uh you know a, a big stain on Facebook when they were first public that they weren't doing a good job monetizing their users and then all of a sudden you saw the, like the super hyper individualized ads. Like you'd see ads for I'd see ads for t-shirts about Aaron's born in May. And it's like, all right, they're obviously, yeah. you know, using my personal data to try to get very highly targeted. Wait, ads.
2: Last question. I just thought of this. Um, Apple's rollout of their new privacy um, initiative that's affecting everybody from everybody with an
1: app, right?
6: In the app store.
2: H- how has that affected your business at all?
6: It's actually been a tailwind for our business as more marketers shift away from the audience-based, yeah. cookie-based solutions to contextual uh, targeting. So it's helping us. Got it.
2: Yeah, I figured it might. Uh, Lisa Utschneider is the CEO of IAS, Integral Ad Signs. Ticker is IAS. Lisa, thanks for coming on today. And have a happy Thanksgiving once again.
6: Thank you so much. It was a great, right. great to be on the show. And happy Thanksgiving right. to both of you. All
1: right. Thanks Appreciate it, Lisa. Lisa. Have a good one.
2: Uh, hey, you know who's also moving away from cookies? Um, this guy. Subway. This guy right here. Trying to move away from cookies. Too many of those. Uh, all right, let, let's switch gears for a minute here. We have uh, one of uh, his own uh, who asked to come on our show, John Gould Bronson. He's one of our uh, rockstar developers here. And on the side, he developed Zing Token, super into the crypto space. Uh, and he really wanted to come on and talk about the Bitcoin Taproot update. So uh, let's bring John G on. What's up, John G? Hey, guys. What is before we what get, is crypto wait, what is
7: crypto hats? What is that? That's my Twitter handle. Oh uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> wait, is your Twitter your handle? handle? Did you know uh, that? No. I didn't know that. I don't tweet, so but you can follow me anyway because eventually maybe I'll start <laughs> tweeting. I don't I not have enough followers to tweet. So I just I created that as my crypto handle so I could follow all crypto accounts and then just have okay. uh, cool. a crypto feed to look at when I'm late at cool. night trying to read it to you, see what people are doing. But hey, before it's we begin, so. like you guys took your face on the screen. Where's those stashes, guys? Come on, we need to get the stashes going. Dude, Adam's been going I, I'm, hard. I'm growing,
1: to... I'm growing everything out, and then I'm shaving everything but the stash. Dude,
2: I, I don't have permission to do the mustache thing, okay? Uh, you're not like, your man anymore, that's right. I don't think I would look good with the <laughs> mustache. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That'll do any of us?
7: It's a, uh, that's, that's true, no
2: one does. Well, I know you and Adam, you and Adam Partridge are doing a pretty good job.
7: I don't think uh, it's that bad. I can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. It makes it yeah. bad. Yeah, Taproot. I mean, where, what do you guys actually know about the Taproot upgrade? It happened last Saturday. What what uh What do you guys know about it?
2: Nothing. That's why you're here to explain it to us. Okay.
7: I was just I was just curious where you're at. Yeah. So the Taproot upgrade, I think, is a big upgrade that I don't think the market realizes yet. I think um, the 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 upgrade one. I think what people hear is easy one to understand is it reduces the size of size of the transactions, so it's going to make it cheaper to run transactions. But I don't think anyone really cares about that because the transactions on Bitcoin are already pretty cheap um, relative to a lot of other platforms, especially Ethereum right now with all the smart contracts running. But another thing that I don't know if the market, like definitely some people in the market are w- aware of, are the smart contracts that are going to be coming to Bitcoin. And I think people, are you familiar with? The, are you familiar with that upgrade? The, the smart contracts that they that they launched. Or that, I mean, that I, know the the I, I know what a smart contract
2: is. I know okay. what I know what it is, but but I yeah, I guess I didn't know that there was an upgrade the, for that.
7: Yeah, so that happened last Saturday. And so obviously, if you look back at where Ethereum, why it has grown so much is that fact, right? Like we uh, on June 18th, we launched Zing token. It was a smart contract ERC20 token that was run as a smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain. And so you can't do that on Bitcoin currently. And I don't think you could actually. I don't think from my from what I've read so far, I don't think there's any tokens that you're necessarily going to be creating on Bitcoin with the smart contract upgrade. So it's definitely different than Ethereum. But I think it has. So if I haven't it hasn't been announced yet today, but it's happening. Jack or supposed to be happening. Jack Dorsey, Dorsey is announcing TBD, which I probably stands for to be determined, if you ask me. And it will probably come up with a better name than TBD because it's kind of weird to say. A DeFi platform that's going to integrate with um square um and probably some other platforms as well um so yeah so i think i think it's an interesting thing that's coming that that i don't think the market understands yet that i have if you share my screen i'll show you i'll show, oh, you, yeah. I'll show yeah, you a tweet i'll show you a tweet this mike mike brock tweeted um well, so they're, you know, they believe Bitcoin will be the native, the native currency of the internet. And I, I, I actually believe, I believe the same thing. I think Ethereum is going to be around, but I believe the same thing. So they're going to build a, custodial, a non-custodial wallet to basically build a DeFi exchange for an on-ramp for fiat. So I don't know exactly how this will look yet. But the fact that Taproot, they waited, to obviously, after Taproot, because they're going to need these smart contracts to do DeFi uh, with Bitcoin um, to make this type of application possible. Um, and so it's something that's coming today. We'll have to, we'll have to review. It's a white paper's coming today, not the actual product, but it'll be very interesting to see exactly what they're doing from what I've heard so far, they're focusing on making a really good developer experience. So if you think of like Stripe, right? Like we use Stripe here at Benzinga to process payments and we, you know, we integrate with their platforms, APIs. We don't have to know all the under, underlying rails of how it operates. It sounds like to me, based on what I've gathered, that they're going to build out an experience like that, where it's easy for potentially Web2 developers, or it's honestly not that hard to do in smart contracts stuff if you really want to spend the time to do it as a developer, depending on what skill level you're at. But it's something that I think, you know, if they build out the right experience, um, like a number of other platforms in the Ethereum ecosystem did to get developers in, like a really good developer experience, there could be potential, a lot of developers uh, integrating with the protocol. Um, and I mean, right now we're paying what, like two and a half percent or something. I don't know exactly what we're paying for Stripe, but it's a decent amount. So we'll see. We'll see exactly what they come out with yet. It's still not entirely. Um, it's not out yet. So we'll have to see what it does. So, but I think so it's something, wait, that, so, something that's coming. So, that so, so John, wait,
2: John. Wait, wait, so what is the play here? You, you said the, the market, I meaning the Bitcoin market, does not appreciate this upgrade yet. So no, is, the pl- is the place they just buy Bitcoin? Is, but how else would you play this?
7: Well, uh, here's the thing, right? So it's the white paper that they're announcing today. So it's not like they're going to have a product re- ready and there's going to be phases to it. But I do think it's just another bullish symbol for a bullish event that's, hap- that's going to happen over the next several months and probably into next year um where they're gonna actually who knows when they'll launch it I'm it, you know I don't think it's going to be like a year thing it could be a month thing I don't know We'll have to see exactly what, what their timeline is I don't know if they're including a roadmap as a part of this white paper but it's definitely something that's going to change the market if you actually look let me show let me show you the other screen I don't know how familiar you are with the DeFi platform so last summer DeFi summer not not this summer but summer of 20 uh, 2020 was quoted as DeFi summer right and so DeFi is what got people really interested into the Ethereum network and why it kind of blew up during that time because there was all these new things being developed on it. Uniswap, one of the most popular decentralized exchanges, became really popular, um, and people were trading assets on these on this exchange. And part of that, you know, part of that DeFi, people lock up assets uh, to earn interest. So there's like MakerDAO, Curve Finance, Aave, all these different protocols for earning. Earning interest or exchanging assets, um, and there's a uh, hundred and two billion dollars locked up in there. And I think the market cap of Ethereum is right around five hundred billion right now. So this, like, I don't. We'll see where this market goes. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit of a speculator. I don't want to like put too many ideas in your head. But I'll, all I'm saying is, DeFi is a big part of Ethereum's value. In that, one fifth of it is not necessarily one-fifth I don't, I don't know exactly like, this is an ethereum value so it's it's a there's 100 billion, hundred billion hundred billion on the top of the 50 billion a uh, 500 billion of ethereum there's that, that much value just locked into DeFi um and so there's a potential I think I think there's a potential that Bitcoin could do a lot more than that I mean ethereum has a lot other use cases than just than just locking it up um and people obviously want to hold the asset the difference between the difference between this though and these DeFi is like th- this DeFi is locked up in tokens. It's not necessarily locked up in Ethereum, although they might include e 2.0 on this. Well, explain, but, what the lo- explain what the locked up thing is. So, you take let's say you take um, let's say you have some US dollar or just like say you have Ethereum and you have some US dollar coins in your MetaMask wallet. You can go to Aave and I think you only actually, you only have to make sure you one token. But you can lock up your t- you can lock up your assets as a part of the protocol to earn interest on those assets. Logan can no, explain. So this. wait, 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 of- wait. So we're just talking we're talking about staking. Yeah, staking. Okay, I didn't realize we're talking about the same thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah.
7: The um, uh, uh, they, 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 these guys, I'm not sure how they, I'm not sure how these guys classify uh, locked value if it's just staking or if there's other types of mechanisms that they lock it up like you could lock it up as liquidity pools. I don't know if they include liquidity pools in here. This is lending assets, derivatives. I don't think they. I don't know if they maybe dexes counts as liquidity pools, so they probably count liquidity pools. But either way, it's a lot of it's a lot of the value of the Ethereum network or provides a lot of extra value on the Ethereum network. And it'll be interesting to see especially with somebody as big as biggest square um and putting, a, putting more of a corporation behind it rather than just a small group of developers. Well, these developers are well-funded now. I don't know, we'll see. I think it's an interesting thing that's happening and I'm excited to see see the white paper, read it, see what happens, and see what the timeline is for these things and maybe run some smart contracts. Uh, John G, you, you want think. to
2: give us an update on Zing token?
7: Sure, yeah, we're uh, it's still centrally held. So I have it in my MetaMask wallet. You can claim it if you go to benzinga.com slash zing, it's a claim to it. You don't actually hold it because I hold the keys and it's more of just like a virtual currency that you're gonna be able to potentially hold in a wallet at some point once we get there. But the idea being is it's going to be uh, used for interacting with our products. So you can purchase products and you can earn products for being loyal. And yeah, you can read the FAQ project roadmap these pages need to be updated a little bit, but it's been it's been a lot working less. Benzinga.com slash zing yep. uh, nice. f- to
2: to claim a free uh, token that will Thousands will have some value one day in the future uh, as it pertains to the Benzinga ecosystem, right? Um, yep, yep. So it cannot be bought,
7: traded, or sold. Yeah, so well, I'm to well, that like John said, like,
2: like John said, more of a more of a community engagement tool. Uh, you'll be able to use it to get discounts on things, that sort of thing. Um, yep. John, out of curiosity, what 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 cryptos do you own?
7: I know you own Bitcoin. I know you own ETH. That's all I know. So, <laughs> I own Bitcoin. I have a, a fairly controversial cryptocurrency called HEX that I've made some pretty good money off of. <laughs> um, I have. Uh, Ethereum, uh, light. Or I don't have Litecoin. Let me just look at my pro, pro- portfolio. Yeah, portfolio real quick. I do have Sheeb. Uh, Sheeb is an interesting. You've got theme that's SHIB? Also Yeah, guess. I, I have a very interesting thesis on Sheeb. It's definitely way overvalued. I don't think it doesn't. Even think <laughs> it's higher. overvalued. It's to overvalued. Me, here, <laughs> what does that even mean? It's overvalued. It has the value is what the value is, right? That's true. Well, here's here's it's it's actually it's interesting to me. I look at it as, as like an educational platform essentially, when like just a, a gaming platform too. Like you can go there and you can participate in, in Shiboshis or whatever next NFT game that they have. But the you know, but to me, like the more interesting thing that they have is, and we'll see who who provide. Like you can buy sheep right now and send it to your MetaMask wallet and, and operate on. Their decentralized exchange that's the most interesting thing about their token versus a lot of other tokens is they have their own decentralized exchange they have their own little game essentially to interact with using decentralized finance versus a lot of these other tokens just expect you to use uniswap or sushi swap or some other platform and so they're building out this community and they definitely have a strong community of people that are that are you know all about sheep um so there is that as well so it's a lot different than maybe like strictly like educational type things. Like it's a new, it's a new thing. Like it's never existed before. It seems to me like it's way overvalued, but like, what do I know? I mean, everything's crazy the way things are valued. So (laughs) yeah, I don't know. All right. John G.
2: AKA jungle Bronson, AKA crypto hats is one of the things rockstar developers. And he's like the busiest guy I know. And he took time out of his day to, Come on, and talk to us today about Taproot. We appreciate that. The guy's a machine. Yesterday, yesterday, this is true. I got to the office, and so, a lot of days I'm the first one here. Um, and John G was already like on his third cup of coffee. I think when
7: I got here, yeah, I was I was in here. I think I was in here at like four. I was in here at four again today too.
2: That yeah, I noticed. Yes, you today too. The last two days you were here before me. And here after me. Wait, it's- John,
1: bef- before we let you go, we were talking about Jack from Twitter earlier where Where does Jack rank? if you had to, if you had to do like top five um <laughs> crypto not influencers but like influential people in crypto, where's Jack ranked there? I think a lot of people don't like Jack. <laughs> so I don't
7: know. I think there's I don't know i, I, I he's up there for sure. I don't I he speaks a little bit about it. I don't I haven't seen he's not he's not as vocal as a lot of other influencers, but he like he's very clearly a Bitcoin person, although it seems like he has some appreciation for Ethereum. So I think it's I mean it's weird when you saw crypto influencers, right? Because like a lot of people are talking about like all the interesting stuff on Ethereum where Bitcoin is not necessarily that interesting to talk about all the time. So it's like it's not like there's really that much to say that often but yeah I mean he's I think he's very influential like he's a very influential figure and I I think he's right with that Bitcoin will end up being the the currency of the internet and it'll it's going to be a extreme it's going to be probably the best investment of this decade again um it's one of those things that I just it, I think it's it's just going to happen like it's you can, people are going to continue to print money assets are going to inflate and eventually, with the way that the, this Taproot upgrade, like one of the more interesting things about it is, it allows you to add, inf- like, almost I think like arbitrary complexity to groups of people being able to decide on how money spent. And so that's like a very interesting thing. That's going to you know the DeFi projects that uh, that Dorsey's working on here at TBD and and, and, and the crew. It's I think it's open source project. Um, that they're working on is going to be an interesting first step and we'll see exactly how this unfolds going forward and what types of interesting applications arise uh, from it but i think it's uh you know obviously he's all about that but i think ethereum's an interesting an interesting project as well i'm not going to hate on ethereum i think they'll stay around it's just i think bitcoin's going to blow it out of the water over the next 10 years in terms of just, right. the, just the way that they're building the technology John G, I would
2: I would love to be in the fly on the wall at your Thanksgiving dinner because you've got some <laughs> my cousins idea. my cousin's
7: ready for me. I'm coming. He's gonna I probably that's the other thing too. I think this this next week could be a big week for Bitcoin in crypto that, market in I'm general. Saying, yeah, right. I think you're right. Or it
1: could right. be a, a buy the rumor, sell the news thing. Work so everyone. buy now is what we're, is what he's saying. I've been buying, I bought yesterday. I bought yesterday. Okay.
2: Good job. All right, John G uh, I, I'll let you get back to work, man, because you got a lot of stuff going on. So thanks for coming on today. We appreciate. Yeah, thanks it. for having me. You know, I love to talk right, crypto. Hey, anytime, come on. Anytime you want. Anytime Open you want. Open invite. John G is the man. Um, yeah, I'll be honest, guys. Uh, Looking, talking to the to the chat now. I don't think the Kyle Rittenhouse news is a thing that that's not a market event. The market does not care about that. Um, I think I think we all tend to overweight um, or overemphasize political things as it pertains to the market. I think by and large, the market.
1: Um, yeah, not... spy did take a little dip down. It seems like or, or, or right around. I mean, that... did, did, wait, did it, did it actually? It, yeah, could, it could be wait, a, let's pull up a, chart. a correlation does not equal causation. I, I agree sure. with you there. Let's pull, Spencer, up a chart. But... let's
2: pull up a chart. Is that true? There's a the spy. Uh, this is a five minute. This is a 15 minute. Wait, we need a one minute. <laughs> wait,
1: yeah, a
7: verdict. Wait, wait, look at that volume.
2: <laughs> wait, look at that volume candle. Wait a minute.
1: That can't be right. <laughs>
2: Is that, that's what? Because that was four minutes ago. That's when the verdict came out.
1: <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, Christian Gallagher a verdict did come out. Uh, breaking news. Wait, hold on. Let's play a little. Yeah, role. he was found. He was found not guilty on all charges.
2: Yeah, not guilty on all charges. Wait a minute, look at this volume bar. What the, that would fly in the face of what I just said. But Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Spencer. I don't think this is a, a something that the markets care about. But there could be uh, maybe some investors are are look are more interested to see if there will be any fallout rather uh, than the actual verdict itself. Brett
2: says it's got to be Nancy selling.
1: Wait, look, they're already
2: buying the dip. They're already buying the dip. That didn't take long.
1: Yeah, i just like to see the volatility. That
2: was pretty... Wow. That is something, isn't it? You see that big down wick on that one-minute bar. We'll have to ask Joel Joel about that. I I wonder... Because I I don't look at futures during the day because why you look at futures when you have the spy during the day? But um, I wonder what Joel thinks about that. Um, okay, there's always a trade. Hold on, there's always a trade to be made. Is SWBI printing? What? Oh my goodness! Look at the one-minute chart in SWBI. Yeah, oh, that...
1: look at look at uh, UONE too. UONE?
2: Yeah, that's also a memer.
1: No, but this is clear.
2: No, I know that. The I, yes, the that, candles from sure that. Oh, I'm with you there, but this is also like a meme stock.
1: In general um
2: but yes that is a clear move um here let's go to the scanner in benzinga pro and, and let, let's just see here i'll change my filter i'll add a new column here uh column we'll add we'll add change uh no we'll actually we'll leave it as is no no why we'll add a, ch- a one minute change here and we'll just move it way over and we'll do a search for the gainers over the last minute. I do have some filters on here so it's not like the best thing because I filter out super low price stocks. Um YI oh, Carver. Carver's also Mimi. Not Mimi, but like Carver does weird stuff. Like like the stock Carver Bancorp. That's also had a couple green
1: candles in the last couple minutes.
2: All right. Looks like there is actually, I act. think if
1: anything, we got to keep watching U O N E for the rest of the day.
2: Not, not SWBI. What's SW
1: Smith and Wesson brands.
2: Yeah. And what's the other one? RGR. P O W W. What about RGR? Yeah. What about pal? You just said that. Not really. What's, what's uh what what's taser. Someone help me out here.
1: Um, it's, uh, Avon. Thank you. Uh,
2: it's A X O N Exxon. Exxon. Yeah, close enough. Um, no, okay. So back to what was it? S W B I, and you want to look at U N O U O N E.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my biggest because I I think no matter what, so Urban One is they own radio stations and whatnot. I think no matter what happens, whether we see. Um, political protests, you know, whatever it is, there will be a lot to talk about regarding this trial. So I think if anyone's going to be a beneficiary of this, it will be this company.
2: Does, does you have any have options? Do we want to go there?
1: Yeah, it does have options. Do you have it up on your screen? Oh uh, yeah. I just bought a call. <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: Oh
0: I man! I'm like only a
1: yellow because, like, this is one that we've seen run before. Like crazy moves. Like, it, it go go back out to a, a daily chart and go all the way back to summer of 2020.
2: Wait, did I get the the Taser ticker wrong, Christian? No, I
1: didn't. Okay, no.
2: So I go to the go to 2020. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. It's crazy. So
1: I'm just saying, like, anytime I see an opportunity uh, for a stock like this where we, we've seen these runs before and it's a potential that this happens again, I'm willing to, you know, throw 50 bucks out there on a call option saying, hey, the stock's at 588 right now. There's a chance, not likely, but there's a chance this could be double that when we open on Monday or whatever it is. So I'm willing to take that little bit of a risk um, because I have that, uh, you know, that it's happened before at my back.
2: Mm. Okay. Um, wait. When when does that expire? Next week? Um, let me see. Yeah. Oh uh,
1: no. Twelve seventeen.
2: Are there weekly options next week? And and if so, no, when? No
1: weekly options expired today. Or the monthlies for November. The monthlies
2: expired today. Yeah. Are there any weeklies next week? For what stock? Anything.
1: Yeah. There are.
2: Yeah. When do they expire? It's a half day Friday. They expire Friday at the half day. I guess at the half day.
1: Yeah. So like we can look at uh. Apple, say. I mean, here, I can pull up my screen if you want. Trade Apple options. Yeah, expire uh, November 26th. So, yeah, next Friday. I think it's just market close next Friday.
2: I didn't know. Um, Okay, you're watching UNE. I'm more interested in SWBI. Uh, This is what the peers tab is for in Benzinger Pro. Let's go to the peers tab. Anything relevant here? Uh,
1: Ammo, we mentioned. That's POWW. I think my so my calls have no. gone up in value on, on Urban One, even though the stock price hasn't gone up a lot, which is sh- telling me that... Pe- people like you. Yeah, there's people <laughs> like me out there that think like me, uh, that just may be. <laughs> uh, but they're yes. going out buying the call options as well, driving the price of those contracts higher um, without the stock really moving right now. But we shall see. I I stand corrected with my previous statement.
2: Anything can be a tradable event, it turns out. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's the, uh, that's the, the way of looking at life through, through money colored glasses.
1: I don't want to, I kind of feel bad for the kid, right? You feel bad for the kid? Yeah. Oh, dude, you and I are on the opposite sides here. I mean, I don't, I, I think he should have repercussions. I think he sh- they should have something they can tag him with, but I mean, he's got so much, I mean, imagine being like the the uh, subject of so much scrutiny, like the whole country is arguing over you and you're just an 18 year old kid. You know, who, you don't, no one knows anything at 17, 18 years old. I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely didn't shoot you on when I was 18. At least I don't think I did. No, nor did I, nor would I have been, uh, <laughs> you know,
2: AB, AB. I, I, okay. Let's move away from this. Cause we're a second away from getting, from getting canceled. So let's, let, let's move on. Um, I see our next guest. He is backstage do we want to bring him on yeah, yeah. let's
1: give him a couple,
2: oh, couple, whoa, minutes. couple minutes yeah all right all right hey in the meantime i just noticed we're not doing very good today on the like front we're at 62 likes can we get to at least 100 <laughs> happy's right uh let's get to 100 likes today it's friday we're in a good mood you can't see behind us i don't think but
1: um we're about to do a tree lighting. Yeah, there's
2: the, the the Christmas tree lighting in downtown Detroit is tonight. We have an amazing view uh, from our office. People will be here tonight hanging out, drinking eggnog, uh, watching the Christmas tree lighting. Um, so we're all in a good mood. So in honor of that good mood, let's get some more likes. You're, you're in a good mood, too. It's Friday. We're all in a good mood. Come on. What's not to like? It's Friday. We're coming into the holiday season. It's the best time of the year. So... We appreciate any and all likes. Uh, Jay's life is looking at Apple going up, up, and away.
1: It's still kind of where it was at last time we checked in on it.
2: Uh, Yes. Well, that was like a half hour ago. (laughs) But, yes. Oh, actually, wait. It just made a new high of the day. It just made a new high of the day. Oh, yeah, like a half hour ago. Okay. So, 160. Man, I remember texting my buddies in... um, uh on your it,
1: apple iphone
2: on my apple iphone it was I, th- I guess it was the end of 2018 maybe it was before that no it wasn't it was the sum. it was may of it was early june 2019 yeah it's right there early june uh 2019 there was this very sudden like change in sentiment like this anti-apple sentiment Uh, Goldman Sachs had a bearish Apple note come out. And a lot of companies, not a a lot of people were like, whoa, is Apple over? Is Apple a one trick pony? Do they only have the iPhone and nothing else? Question mark, question mark. And Apple, it was just so out of favor. You can see it on the chart. I'll zoom in. You can see it there from like April through like early June of, of, of that year. I remember texting my buddies. I was like, hey, if you want to buy Apple, now's probably the time. Because at the time it was it was under this is this is pre-split, so uh, it was like under a hundred um, pre-split, and and I didn't buy it. I but I obviously I wish I had because um, betting against Apple was generally proven to be a bad idea.
1: But. Yeah, I don't know who in their right mind would do that. Bet against Apple. The company is just an absolute monster and continues to just essentially print money. Mike Moffitt? Moffett, Moffett. I like your attitude. Let's get to 100 likes by 1.45 p.m. Eastern. That gives us about 17 minutes. Um, yeah. And, and so here in a couple of minutes, if you're just joining us, we've got a special guest joining us from the chat. Maddie Ice. Um, this is something we want to do more, bring more guests on from Zinger Nation. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like Maddie and you've got something you might want to talk about with us, uh, just let us know in the chat or email us at shows at Benzinga.com. And we'll do our best to get you on the show um, but without further ado, Spencer, before I say anything, uh, that might get me canceled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We should probably have one of these segments per week on a Friday. That'd be great. So if you want to come on our show, do what he did, do what he said, email us.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's, let's get a little nice intro going and bring Maddie ice on the show. <laughs>
2: Is Mandy Ice real? Oh, he's real.
8: I am not a bot. Yes.
2: Oh, Indeed. my All goodness. Right. What's up? How's it going? Good. Nice to put a face to the name. Name to the face. Voice to the whatever. <laughs> How's your day going so far?
8: Decent. Decent. A couple Decent. trades went against me. I'm having to manage one right now because Uh-oh. Ford just apparently decided to just uh, go down 20 points for no reason.
2: So that's nice. 20 points. Four just now?
8: Yeah, well, I mean, like, not in one candle. It's been, like, it's been hovering around Mm it, like, plus or minus about five, and then it just dropped Mm -hmm. to
1: 19.30. Yeah. And and you were betting on on four to be kind of stable after the dividend, correct?
8: Yep. Yep. And it was. It was hovering. If if you want to see, you can pull up the uh, chart right here. You can see it was hovering, hovering around that level. Like yeah and it. you
1: can you can pull up uh your screen as well you should have a share button it, it works like zoom you can kind of select to share a, a tab or a window whatever you whatever works
2: just don't show us your account number or anything like that right we we've had that happen before
8: well it's just uh we can look on trading view right here if you can uh can you see this right now? I can't tell.
2: I'm off the, uh, no, no. Click the share button, and then you got to select your screen you want to show us. And then
1: Lele, uh, Neil, Neil will be joining us on stream sometimes, but right now he's not doing get I technical see. or a show every day. Um, gotcha. and, and yeah, Firot King. Yeah, Chris... Firot King. Chris actually t- has the day off today, so he was
2: supposed to be on today, but he, he's he's actually out, out of office. So that's you why can see like
8: it's been like hovering around that like the highest candle of. Today was around like 20, but then it went down and hovered right around that 1950 level, and then all of a sudden just started to dump off right here, and you can see where it's at the 1930 right now. But it was hovering right around where I saw it because I've been watching forward for quite some time. And once I like I had an iron condor on it, I was just expecting it to stay between those two, and then it just decided to break down. But enough about that. Like we could take y'all to a class on some spreads, right?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is not my forte, which is why we're talking to you. And a b is the one that wants to do it. So uh, we asked you on the show today to um help us help uh, oh, both of us, I guess, help me learn, help help both of us learn, but help him do it. Um, some 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 option spreads. So do we have any
1: that we are that we have active? Any spreads that I have active? Yeah, I do have a couple spreads that I have active. I have a Put spread on Tesla, where essentially I'm betting that at some point next week, Tesla will be below $1,000 and 50 a share, um, which does not look great right now. It looks like Tesla is just going to continue doing what it does. And that goes up. I don't know really what I was thinking when I placed that trade. Um, but yeah, so so Maddie Ice a, a couple days ago in the comments threw out an Iron Condor suggestion on Rivian. Um, that I followed and it was, it's one of those things, right. That I, we have guests on all the time that talk about, uh, trading spreads and doing all these different crazy things with options, but like anything else, you know, you're going to learn the best by doing it yourself. So I learned a little bit, um, doing my first iron condor, but, uh, you know, Maddie, it'd be great to, to have you help us learn some more.
8: Yeah. So first off, we need to go over the basics of essentially an iron condor. And most people can't even do spreads unless you're previously approved for a level three options, most of the time. But essentially, the goal with any iron spread, whether it be a butterfly or a condor, or even just a regular credit spread, such as a a call credit or a put credit spread, you're basically hoping that Theta takes all the option contracts to zero. You want them to completely decay to zero, so you can collect all the premium, aka the money, the credit, the moolah. You wanna collect all of that that you can and let theta do its thing and basically let the options expire worthless or buy out your spread. Now, it's actually kind of the opposite if you're going with a call debit or a put debit spread, okay, because you're actually not wanting theta to take those options down to zero. Theta isn't on your side, but it does help that you sold some options, right? Because what we're doing essentially with a debit spread versus a credit spread is with the credit spread, you're collecting more premium than you're actually paying for the long call or the long option, which is the one you buy, okay? So essentially, if we're wanting Theta, for the credit spreads, we want vega for the debit spreads. And theta is again time value, and that's kind of an extrinsic value on options contracts, whereas vega is the implied volatility. So when implied, implied volatility goes up, your spreads, your debit spreads, increase in value. The same thing with credit, credit spreads, as vega decreases, what happens then? The options contracts decrease in value, which is what you want. So they're the inverse of one another. So it really, that that's the first thing that you need to uh, pay attention to before starting any spread.
2: Uh, Matty, I'm curious. Like, how did you learn about options? I'm a very visual learner. I, 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 in order for me to like actually grasp these concepts, I need to look at like the, you know, the, the payout charts and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm curious how how you learned about all this stuff.
8: A lot a lot of watching videos reading uh i got started oh god this is embarrassing to say i got started originally in options with the uh, gme and amc craze right oh and that nice. was the <laughs> that was when i first got approved uh i ended up losing thousands of dollars and so but i was i was curious like it, it got me curious as to how like these actually work so that's when i really Went and did some like digging into them, and I've heard like a few things. I visited some Benzinga boot camps, like, and watched the uh, videos where a few of y'all have talked about it. I've also watched a lot of TastyWorks videos. I've been mm-hmm. through option alphas uh, stuff. I've just read a lot on Reddit, which not not Wall Street bets, please God, not Wall Street bets. And
2: for any of you viewers, like 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 options, like our options?
8: Yes. Okay, that's one. Of them. Yeah. And then r slash theta gang is actually really well known for iron iron butterflies. Yep, theta gang.
2: Okay. I didn't know Uh, that one.
8: Yep, yep. That's the ones that really mainly revolve around spreads and theta, right? Now, with options, essentially, there's a limited risk, which is why I like actually doing options more than. Regular common stock because a common stock can go to zero, whereas options you have already defined risk. So it's not that risky. Whereas a stock can go to zero, options can only go down to what you paid for.
2: Uh, this is the part where I plug the fact since Maddie management mentioned it. Our last boot camp of the year is tomorrow. bootcamp.com Full day of education. Options, stocks, technicals, charts, you
1: name it. We got Ripster going to be there. We got Jake Woo Jastic from Trend Spider. It should be a great day. I'm excited for it. Uh, Maddie Ice, we hope to see you there. And I, I love these
2: comments from the chat. This sort of exemplifies what, what, what we're saying here because you got Lele saying this is gibberish to me. And the very next comment says, "Maddie Ice, fantastic explanation. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, both those things are true, right? If you don't know this stuff, it, it really is gibberish. Theta, yeah. Vega, right? Uh, what? Um, that's actually exactly. Delta, what? That is a
8: great point. That is a great point because that's actually why I wrote a document to share with some of my friends to basically explain it in simple terms. Like, you don't necessarily have to use the Greeks, which are what basically define options. But it is important to know what they are, at least if you can understand that, oh, that's time or, oh, that's volatility. It's a lot easier to understand that, oh, that's theta, delta, and gamma, and vega.
1: Right. I've always viewed it as something that, like, I've kind of intuitively understood without really knowing the specifics when it comes to the Greeks. Like, it's like, okay, I know if I've got this contract that expires on Friday, uh, and it's Thursday that, you know, or, or if I hold the contract from Wednesday to Thursday and the stock hasn't moved a lot and the contract goes down, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Cause there's less time in the contract. And it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that was data, but I understood what was underlying, what yeah. was going on. The concept. Right.
8: Mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Now with, uh, I'll, I can show you right here, the reason, and we can talk about the reason I actually like. Credit spreads and debit spreads, real fast. See here.
1: So that's a good question. When do you do credit credit spreads versus debit spreads? It mainly depends. It depends on the stock or the underlying or
8: what I'm watching. I don't really do them necessarily willy nilly. But for example, you can actually use them interchangeably. Like if you're both bullish, if you're bullish on a stock, for instance, you're expecting a stock to go up, you can use either a call debit spread, or it puts credit spread. You could even do them both. If you're really feeling, I don't know, feeling yourself, you're really feeling like you got the right answer, you could do it. Now, it may not be the smartest thing to overexpose yourself, but you could do it. Because when you think about, remember what I just said, is like one's focused on time value, the other's focused on volatility, right? So with that being the case, you're they're kind of fighting against each other. Now, if you use the same, if you use both a call debit spread and a put credit spread and you want them because you're expecting the stock to go up and the stock goes up, you're actually on two fronts. Now you have basically positive vega and you have positive theta as well, right? Because now they're both working on your sides, but for two different spreads. And now, so it'll probably accelerate your gains, but if it also went against you. You would lose everything. And with a put credit spread, especially, you can lose more than you think if that, if basically the price action goes against you as well. Because once that breaks through, you have a little bit of cushion, but it depends on your wings, your strikes, whatever you sold. And if it goes against you, you can owe more than what you took in credit. And the same, but with a call debit spread, it's just what you pay. That's all you lose, define risk.
1: Makes sense. Um, So, do you have anything you're watching right now? I know you mentioned the Ford uh, spread that was working against you, but anything else on your watch list?
8: Well, you know, I say it's working against me, right? And it is true. It is working. It was working against me. It still is a, a slight bit. I'm still up in the position. I, it's not like I lost anything. I, I actually still made money on it. I'm up. What is that's this? Here, twenty two percent right now. So that's not. It's not terrible. But I'm probably going to close out, see if I can get out of this trade just in case, because it doesn't look like Ford's going to uh, go up. And if it goes against me, I do not want to owe more. So this is a perfect opportunity to close this out. But other than that, I can show you. I'll share my screen on Robinhood and we can go over some things. And there's a reason I like to use Robinhood before anybody gives me any, you know, crap for it. Like the reason is because they're commission free. As everybody knows. Now, if you're trading spreads, normally that is well, it depends if we're actually doing like a multi-leg strategy, which is four options contracts. Okay. Buying and selling a call, buying and selling a put. That's four. So if you get if you get a dollar that you have to close, you have to pay a dollar to whatever broker you're using per contract, that can add up. That can add up, especially if you're doing multi-leg strategies and spreads. Like, say, for example, if I put on 50 spreads, right, 50 iron condors, for instance, that would be about $200. And that's why I like using Robin Hood, but I'm not encouraging it. All I'm saying is that's why I use it.
1: Yeah, you know? no, I hear you. I, I use it as well. I, I understand some people don't like it, but it is what it is.
8: It is what it is. So let's go right here and see if I can share my screen again real
1: fast. Yeah, I was going to say, let's
2: let's bring your screen back up and because, again, visual right here.
8: Yeah, I got you here. So right now we can see what I have right here is going on. You can see the 19 and a half and 20. This is the range that I have between. And it's a tight range for my iron condor. And you can see it right here that I have four contracts open where I bought the 19 put, sold the 19 and a half, bought the 20 and a half call, sold the 20 call, right? And I collected, you can see the credit right here. I collected about a 30 cents on the dollar for each contract or for each spread I opened, which is the negative 25 and it shows negative as because I collected the credit. So that's why it says negative. Cause I have to close them out. Right. Cause I basically sold to open them. If that makes any sense. Cause I collected the credit. So I had to sell them. All right. Right. Anyway, you can see my total return right here is about 22%. It's not bad. Not bad. I'm actually looking at closing this out, but I have to uh, cancel these that I already had previously open. This is actually a butterfly I'll go into in a second. So I have both open on Ford, luckily. And we're going to cancel this and close this out. Okay. That's a good thing. Right. It's right there. All right. Let's go see if I can get filled. Probably won't get filled, but we'll see. There we go. That took a little bit to place. All right. Now let's go to my iron butterfly real fast. And you can see what's going on with the strikes and hopefully everything. And we'll go into the break even. I have to go actually into the options and show you there. It shows as a four option strategy in Robin Hood, but this is actually a butterfly. A butterfly, the only difference between a butterfly and an iron condor is this. If you noticed the last time with the iron condor, I sold the 20 call and then bought the 20 and a half call. And I sold the 19 and a half put and bought the 19 put. But these, as you can see, these strikes right here, I sold the 19 and a half call and sold the 19 and a half put. They're the same strike, just on different contracts. You see? And that's what a butterfly is. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've never,
2: I've never been able to keep a butterfly and iron condor straight in my head because there's they're just, just too many legs. It's too complicated.
8: Well, essentially, you can think of it like this. You can think of it as essentially a condor has a large head and wider wings, whereas a but- okay. butterfly has a small head and wider wings. So okay. small head, same strike. Big head, different strikes.
2: Okay, no one's ever explained to me like that before. (laughs) Small head, butterfly. Small head, butterfly, same strike. Yep. Okay. Small head, same strike. I dig it. That that, that might work for me. That might work for me.
8: Well, hopefully. I try to make things as simple as I can understand, and there's a reason why. And I'll talk about why I like spreads in a minute. But here we go in this contract. We might try to close this out here just in case case it starts to go against we might put in some limit orders i have to cancel this and as you can see <laughs> in this butterfly by the way you can tell it's been trading within my range that i originally set up because my total return right here i'm up like almost 50 percent of the position excellent and these spreads multi-leg strategies are typically known as high probability trades and that's why i love them that's why i love at least the credit spreads because I know people. People like to say and explain it this way. They like to think that they like to relate it to gambling and like you're becoming the casino. I really don't like that analogy. I really like it as more of selling insurance just in case you need it. I like it better, and I think it constitute goes better with what we're doing here because if it's based on statistics, which gambling can go against you at any time, you don't really have anything in your favor. However, this is all math and if and it's it's actually quantifiable
1: so you're looking for those high probability trades that you can kind of uh sustain some sort of of like a system as opposed to just go low some options out there
8: yep that's exactly right that's exactly right and just because and for the main main part that's why i like to uh do them it's very Like I've made some consistent income and I believe this is a great way to make to be consistently profitable, which is why I really preach. As you can tell, if if you've ever seen my messages in the chats, I pretty much only talk about them. That is pretty much all I ever talk about is spreads. So let's hopefully we can get into some today. Right. Let's see if we can cancel this. and let's try and close this out right here. So average credit is 48, and I'll be buying five contracts back. Let's see if we can go ahead and get filled in this position. And as you can see, this is important. So you see this little thing on the bottom. It says release collateral. All right. And you can tell my strikes right here. So what collateral is is for the width of the strikes is how much collateral you have to put up. So it typically, as you can see, the width between these calls is a dollar, right? So since an option contract is you're buying or you would be under the obligation to provide a hundred shares times a dollar by a hundred, and that's the collateral needed to open one spread, right? And that's with call credit, put credits, any multi-legs, that's with everything. It depends on the width of strikes, all right? Now, the interesting thing is with Iron Butterflies or Iron Condors, as you can see, I put up both. So that means, and these may seem a little wonky because these same calls and puts, you can tell they're more. They have 30 sales and like 30 buys here. That's only because the Iron Condor strikes are included in these. Don't know why that is. It just is. Now, still moving on. We got five, 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 and five. So that's 20 contracts. But you're thinking to yourself probably. Matt, why is it only $500, though, if it's 20 contracts? Because if both these divide by two, that should be a $1,000 collateral, right? Well, you can actually use these against each other to make a synthetic position, right? So if you ever open a put credit spread, for instance, you can actually open a call credit spread to basically reduce your risk or add a little bit of credit on top of that. You're allowed to do it to make a synthetic iron condor or iron butterfly but we're kind of getting into semantics at that point. It's, it's something cool to note, but it takes a little bit of getting used to if you don't, if you don't know, if you're not, if you aren't in the know, right? Moving forward, we got this collateral right here. It's released upon me closing the contracts and AB, remember how we were talking about this the other day? Yeah. I told you that you could close the spread early and that's going to release the collateral or you could let it expire. And the collateral is released after. However, I never, almost never, and it's almost never recommended to hold any spreads through expiration because you are at risk of after hours of any of those short legs, which are any sales, any of the sole contracts going against you. And you're going, and if somebody exercises your contracts, you're going to be under the obligation to either provide the shares or to buy the shares. So you need to be careful. You want to make sure that everything is within the risk you can manage, okay?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. I like that. I, I typically don't hold any oh, options right. that I have through expiration. I just try to sell them for more than I bought them for. Um, and that's the, that's profitable.
8: That's, that's exactly why I like, and actually that's a good segue into talking about why I like the credit spreads, right? So let's see right here. As you can see, I got an Apple Iron Condor on right here. I just opened this today. I just opened this today and I'm already up. Sixty bucks on it, sixty three dollars. And as time goes on, I'm hoping Theta will take basically smash my sold calls and puts here and take their value a lot further down, so I can close it at a gain. So if we go and throw out, somebody, throw out a ticker for me, and I'll look up a uh, I'll look up some options contracts for the said thing. Um, Roblox. Roblox. All right, let's go.
2: That just came to my mind. I don't own that stock.
8: I don't either. I actually don't own most of the stocks I trade options on. So, but we can go to uh, Roblox right here, and we can check the uh, DTE right here. Let's just say, let's go around Christmas time. I bet it'll be going up. So, what we could do right here is check out. So. There's a couple things baked in with options that make them either more expensive or less expensive, right? And that's typically, if you remember what I said, it's time value. So the DTE, the width of how long it expires and volatility. So as you can imagine, the further you go out, probably the more volatile it'll become and the more time value is actually baked into the contracts. So that means you can receive a lot more premium the further you go out. And it increases your chance of success if you're selling out of the money, at least. You probably shouldn't be selling a put credit spread in the money unless you're really bullish on it. And that's dangerous still. Remember, always make sure it's within your risk and something that you can manage. All right, but let's go into it right here. So we can see that these are basically a dollar wide. And if I switch to the sell on Robinhood, it shows you the chance of profit going down. So with a call, we're going to be in the money here. So we're going to switch to put and we're going to find something. It's typically said that you want to look for a contract that's around a 30 delta. And a 30 delta, if you don't know what delta is, it just measures the rate of change in the underlying price. So whatever Roblox, if it goes, if stonks go up, <laughs> delta will increase. Stonks go down, delta will decrease. Okay. Stonks. And here we go. We're going to check this one out. So as you can see right here, this is actually exactly probably what we're looking for. It's right at a 30 delta, which means it's going to be slow to uh, basically increase in price. And theta on is actually pretty decent. That's actually a fairly decent theta. And you can see vega is pretty similar to theta, to, to theta here. Yep. All right. So this would actually be probably a good, good place to start. But, I mean, it depends, right? What does it depend on? Well, we got to see, or how I do it at least, is I got to find some sort of support and resistance level. That's the first thing I do to identify whether or not something is going to be at least profitable or to check the most recent trends. So I typically go like three months out and see, find out what like the highest point is, and what the lowest point is. And I like to go a little bit uh, either above or below those points. It You collect less premium for it, but it's safer. And what we're all about here, and I'm pretty sure everybody can agree with me, is what? High probability trades, right? We're trying to get at least a dollar out of the trade, right? So it doesn't matter what kind of premium we collect. What matters is winning the trade, right, consistently. That's how you make profitable income. Okay, so let's go into this. Okay, so we're just going to do basically just a basic put credit spread. But first, let me see if I can share share a different screen real fast.
2: By the way, Matt, Matty Ice, Where are you? Where are you located?
8: I'm from the South and good old. Oh, really? I couldn't
2: tell. I couldn't tell. Hey, I would have guessed Georgia you,
1: from, from the, yeah, he's joking with you. I would have guessed Georgia because of the Matty ice, Matt Ryan, Atlanta thing. You know, I That's hate true.
8: Atlanta. I am not a Falcons fan.
1: Both
8: my, both my brother and my dad went to uh Louisiana State University. They're both LSU grads. I lived in Louisiana for a while. I live in Alabama now. But I am, for certain, a Saints fan, and those dirty birds can go on somewhere. Matty Ice is just a good nickname, and I got it basically from my my degrees in exercise science, and I teach. I'm a uh, fitness instructor.
2: So, you, so you're always having to ice people after
8: i i had ice in my veins playing intramurals i'm an i'm an oh, intramural okay. god
1: oh got it got it got it got it there you go got it now it you all. You want to
8: win sense. you invite me to your intramural football team
1: we'll keep that in mind whenever we're constructing our benzinga what do you play basketball too i do we we have
2: a benzinga basketball team but it never quite got off the ground no
8: <laughs> oh, can and imagine why are you the best player <laughs>
2: No, 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 no. We have we have someone here that used to play college ball. Well, he's not here anymore, but he was at the time. So
8: um, I'm actually anyway. in a fraternity and oh I guess Roblox just recently um IPO'd sometime, didn't they? Or am I just seeing like what am I what
1: is going on with this chart here? I don't know. It's kind of a crazy chart. Wait, wait, wait. It, 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 it IPO'd about six months ago, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back in March, so a little bit more than six months. But yeah, I mean, the, the stock's just gone crazy. We can see, I can see that now. Okay, so yeah. It's up basically, 71% this month alone.
8: Basically, we're going to see if we can find something at least short term to at least give it, find this high of these candles. So just give it a little bit of a level here. And this is where most of the volume has been around this level, so we're probably going to take this candle out. We're not even going to pay attention to this one because it looks more of like as it went on, though, price action increase. So we're going to take these recent set. That's all we really can because there's nothing else we have here. But and the RSI at least is somewhat oversold on this. So this might be a decent level. I like to go just take the I'm talking about the highest wick because, again, highest probability, right? So We can assume that it probably won't go above 138. Let's go to this low one. Okay, and we can assume this would be a good bottom level right here. So we can go to one twenty one. Say it won't go below one twenty one. Is that where we were
1: at? Boom. Uh, yeah. Currently we're at one thirty 130, around one thirty four in Roblox right now. Yeah, this stock might be a little weird to trade a spread on or an iron condor or something just because it moves kind of crazy. Oh
8: yeah, we're looking at doing a put credit spread right because right now okay. we're in a bull market and it doesn't. And it, right now the momentum is. Going upward, so it just makes sense that it wouldn't just crash out of nowhere, so it's a little bit safer. However, with the time value that's baked into it, and further out with our DTE, what we're looking at right now is here. I'm gonna reshare my screen with the uh Robin Hood,
1: again. Robin Hood. Fruit Fly, yeah. god damn, yep. And we only got about a minute left, so
8: don't worry, I'll, I'll be quick with it. So essentially, we just sell this at the 120, we buy this. Hold on, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, start over.
3: Sell what?
8: We're selling at 120 because remember, as that good delta that we're looking for. It's actually 0.27. That's pretty good. That means we have basically around a 70, 73% chance of making a dollar. We're buying the strike below. We collect 37 cents on the dollar. We put up $100 for collateral
1: because of the strikes. It's a dollar between them. That's it. That's how you open a put credit. Bam, spread. wait, can you scroll down on that right side a little bit so we can see the uh little profit chart? Yeah, there you go. Yep. So we as, lo- as, as long as Roblox is above what is that, 120 or 130?
8: Yep. Yep, as then... long as it's above 120, you
1: keep all of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Now, well, right. we'll have to get it's you cool. back on, Maddie, to, to talk some more spreads as we see some spreads, um, you know, materialize some trades. We have some opportunities. We'll get you back on. We'll have you walk us through it again. Um, but Maddie, yeah, thanks for joining us. And like I said earlier, you know, we 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 hope to get some more guests on from Zinger Nation. Absolutely. You, thanks Maddie. for inviting me. Glad to be here.
2: Have a good weekend, man. Same with y'all. All right. Uh hey, AB, we gotta wrap. But real quick before we go, I'll say it again the Benzinga Boot Camp, the final one of 2021 is tomorrow. WWW boot camp dot com to sign up and attend a long show, nice, nice, easy two and a half hour show. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to you for hanging out. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the dislikes. Thanks for all of it. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Mooner Bus going live right now. That'll be a wrap for us. Have a good one. Peace and love,
1: y'all. Have a good weekend.